Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Thick and Butter podcast. It has been way too weather loving long. <laughs> My name is Alex. I'm Jesse. AKA Thick. And Butter. And we are finally back together again. After a long, long mother loving hiatus. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, we've been doing the past, I want to say like four or five. Um, yeah podcast like over skype yeah yeah i think it's it's been it's been it's been definitely three more than maybe more than three and yeah. a, maybe a little bit less than five yeah that's crazy um we could count a, but you know estimating is way more fun <laughs> it oddly worked yeah i was surprised yeah. at how well that turned out I, I mean i was surprised because like i i know eva who listens to a lot of podcasts was saying that most of her the people that she listens to actually do it like over skype and oh, i would really? never have guessed that because yeah. like it makes sense because a lot of people like like all these people who are like childhood friends or whatever or right. like are like interested in something because usually this is the thing as a hobby are in different places for their careers and like families and stuff yeah. So it makes sense that the thing that they would need to do is, like, do it through the internet. Yeah, but. it's so easy to do it through the internet now. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, but we're back now. We're back together we're in, in the flesh. In an apartment. Oh, my we're God. We're doing this in our apartment now, and it's so nice. It's so sweet. Um, I absolutely love it. Um, we used to we used to, to do these podcasts. I have two, like, um, like... Uh, what are these things called? They're called uh, like arms podcast arms. No, I'm like talking about my. I want to call them suitcases, oh, but that's yeah. definitely not the, what They're they like, are. I don't know. My, my, I have. Cases. I got two two heavy duty suitcases. That's not the name for it. Right. Um. People, they're like pelican cases, and right. I fit all my audio equipment in there, and I latch them to uh, like Alex's back, and I attach a cart, and I whip him like a horse, <laughs> and we ride down to the studio every single time, yeah, like once like a week that. to do that. So it thank God for Alex's ideal. ass. It wasn't ideal for me. It wasn't ideal for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took I, time. It was hot. It was sweaty. We got yeah. rashes. It's yeah. a big. Is big bad, but now we just come out of our bedroom and we <laughs> just record a podcast. No That's saddles or whips required. Yeah, no, no <laughs> saddles. <laughs> All right, but today is an episode that has uh, we mentioned on the last one. Yeah, funny enough, was our once upon a time in Hollywood. Yep, uh, review, which we haven't listened to it yet. Highly recommend it. Uh, we love it, uh, and yeah. I hope. We love it too, but please watch the movie and then listen to the podcast yeah, right afterwards. Um, so uh, we were thinking like Tarantino is obviously one of our, you know, most influential filmmakers. Yeah, I think for well, both of us, one of the most important modern filmmakers for sure. One of the most important in the twenty first century, without a doubt, for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, and we thought it would be fun to rank his movies yep especially since he is allegedly going to stop making them at 10 or after this movie it seems like he's going to make another movie which hopefully will be that horror movie that he's teasing about that'll be awesome but um but we might this might we might be coming to the end of tarantino as a film director yeah i think he said that he wants to 
direct Ken Looney. Like he'll yeah. still be like a writer. He'll yeah. Still, like he's uh, so creative. I've heard he's gonna move to stage plays. Yeah, that's I what, that's that what I heard too. through the grapevine. I think he'd be great at that. Yeah, so I'd be, so I'd be okay if he wanted to switch his career to doing that. I mean, I'd, I'd miss seeing movies, but yeah, I just I don't know. The, the selfish person in me, yeah, is like I want to make movies till he's like dead. I know, me too. But like, I don't know. There is so I see his point and. It is really cool yeah. to have 10 movies that are all, all either good or just amazing I mean, as your, like, legacy. Yeah, you know? and I mean, the thing that's kind of astonishing is that, like, a lot of, like, great, great filmmakers have, like, one movie that has made them important and influential, yeah. you know? So the fact that he has 10 movies yeah. that are all relevant in some sort of way yeah. is pretty astonishing. Well, his point was, like, who... I mean, there's obviously great films like Sorcezu, yeah. like Palma, you know, like Spielberg that still make movies today. Yeah. But they're, it's obvious that they're still losing, like, you know, they lose some of the tank, I think. Yeah. Because that's the point he was trying to make in the interview that I saw. Sorcezu less so, he still makes great movies. Yeah, but, but like, Spielberg. Spielberg for sure. Yeah. Not bad, but like, he's like not, you know, not he's, to the it's, level he's definitely that, what I would call coasting yeah. at this point. Which, look at Steven Spielberg. He's, yeah. He's a coast all he wants. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, he's just kind of chilling. Man. It's like he's on vacation making films now. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. I don't, I don't like that. But but, I, I want to get to that point someday. Just be an old fart yeah. making like movies about the BFG and all that weird <laughs> yeah, shit. You know? Giant. It's like, fuck you. I made Jaws and Schindler's List. Yeah, yeah. And I made the big fucking giant. And that big fucking giant. <laughs> big mother loving giant. <laughs> all right, so we wanted to rank. Our favorite Tarantino movies. Yep. I've seen all his movies probably multiple times. Yeah. And I, I really... I He was one of the first... I think for a lot of people. He was one of the first filmmakers. I think for any person that gets in the film, he's always like... It always seems like he's an entry-level guy. Yeah. You always see Pulp Fiction. You always see like Reservoir Dogs. Which, for our generation, I think. Yeah. Which is... Not saying that is not a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, it's really, I think it's interesting that there is a, a almost like a consistent through line with, like, what was the film that got you yeah. in, the, in the cinema? Yeah. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's that's common. super interesting. I think that's cool, too. And there's kind of, like, a downside to that, which I'll use an analogy of the Joker as this, where it's just, like, I was looking at some comments about the new Joker movie, and I thought this was really true, yeah. where it's just, like, I'm really excited about the new Joker movie, but I'm not looking forward to all the people who are going to worship <laughs> yeah. them, all the edgelords right. out there, yeah. which Pulp and Tarantino kind of has that kind of, yeah. like, fanaticism yeah. behind it, where yeah. people are just kind of, like, Tarantino, and I'm like, so smart for liking how, Tarantino how movies. Joker, the new Joker, when it comes out, people are like, oh, it's, like, the best dark comic yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, which, and it's just, like, it's, well, yeah, it, it's just, like, it's just, like, it, it, I'm glad you like it, Yeah, but yeah. you're making this really weird. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I think, like, it's just, like, he's so famous, yeah. like, so popular that, like, I think a lot of people, like, yeah, I mean, I think it's just people hard to, who are just, like, Tarantino, I think, like, Claire Felnicker and, like, I'm like, oh, who's the other one? Yeah. And they can't name. Yeah. 
yeah, well, yeah. That, that stuff. It's it's along the lines where it's like I think Tarantino is used as a name of saying I know this is a good film, so I'm going to say this right. because it looks right. like I know what I'm talking yeah, about. Right, right. Which and which which I think Pulp Fiction is one of my favorite movies because yeah, Pulp Fiction so. is a fantastic movie, yeah. and what's so great about it is that everyone who watches it loves it, you know, because it's yeah. that great. But yeah. I think one of the other things that that a lot of times, like a lot of those people who are more ignorant, in my opinion, would yeah. say about it is just like, yeah, Pulp Fiction's good. It's always been good. It's just like, well, actually, it's a really controversial film yeah, when it started out. Most people before, thought yeah. it was awful. It, well, it and won like, the Palme Noir. Yeah. I think a lot of them. A lot of controversial movies win the Palme Noir. You know? <laughs> yeah. That is. Taxi Driver. Um, yeah. And people want to. I don't know one. A lot of movies at can that get booed when yeah. I hear a movie gets booed yeah. I'm like okay I can see that movie yeah exactly and if you see the exactly. list of movies that are booed at Cannes like Glorious Bastards yeah right yeah that's, that's what you were telling me yeah. about it's booed at Cannes yeah and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood got a tongue in the yeah that's the thing and i mean like and hollywood hollywood it's like it's received well by the critics but right now it's getting like bashed on by people people say it's like bad and all that stuff and it's just like look and it's like people say no but pulp fiction is good it's just like dude it's the same fucking shit you know yeah yeah, just let it sit it's the same thing that's so true all right so let's 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 get get into our ranking so i let's so that's not movies yeah and so let's go at number nine yeah um, our least favorite Tarantino movie, I think we can both kind of agree on this. I'm curious to see what you the, think. The Hateful Eight. Hateful Yes, I yeah. am. I, I, yes, I, I agree. Think, um, this is our least favorite. Yeah. Not saying this is a bad movie. Nope. I, um, when I first saw this movie, I was, I was transfixed. Yeah. I, I mean, all his movies, like, while we go into the list, I don't dislike I, yeah, that's what that's. I wanted to make that disclaimer too. Um, I think the issue, and I think I said this in one point of time in Hollywood. Yeah, with hopefully, is I don't think it has the rewatchability that I think a yeah. lot of his other movies have, and I think that's because this is a three-hour movie, and it's very contained, and yeah. that's it's great for it. Yeah, but I think. I guess I just as the story progresses, it's a very like who got it movie, right? So like, there's a lot of like revealing and like by the time we get to the end which i think has a great ending yeah it's just like it's kind of a when i rewatch it it's kind of a slog to get to the end yeah and i think like um i'm not saying that that's a bad thing i'm just saying like i just think i just am not as interested in coming back to that movie Uh, yeah i i was really surprised that like um there's always there's qualities about this movie that i think are some of my favorites like i think some the of the cinematography, cinematography and actually i thought the score was the one of my favorite yeah it's amazing the is crazy and it's like that his, is one of the but be- i am not exaggerating that is one of the best scores i have ever heard i agree and like that guy, I mean, he did the thing, the thing. He did, yeah, you know, he's in, he's, he's genius. Crazy. I, I, and that I, opening overture, yeah, is incredible. It's like, really the, the good. The decision to shoot that movie in seventy millimeter like panavision, so yeah. you get this like, it's such. It's so a beautiful. Cool idea. Yeah, it's such a cool throwback. Yeah, and that's what I love about Tarantino. Yeah, is he makes movies that are his yeah but he's also a lot of a lot of yes old yes style. yes and this is that like, yeah it feels like an old western it feels like yeah uh like a twisted western in yeah a way. and like 
this is a good this is a photography i think it's my favorite part of the movie. yeah i i like i i like the like the cinematography and the music and i love that the music was like his i think the only movie with like a traditional score that's not like a compilation of popular songs like yeah. this doesn't have any popular yes, songs in it yeah. it's full like yeah. score yeah which i thought was really cool and he did he incorporated it really well in his film yeah. but the thing that i never thought he would make up do a bad job in one of his movies is i thought the script and story was not that interesting yeah, yeah. it was really it was the weakest link to that and that I, is never the case with the tarantino I film think what i yeah i could agree with that i think like i haven't seen this movie in like i've seen it like three times this is yeah. one movie that i couldn't rewatch. yeah because i just don't have time but yeah um i remember thinking that but i think what his characters are still there. Yeah. Like, there are still yeah. some really good characters well, in this movie. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson's character yeah. is incredible. Yeah. I love that. He actually might be my favorite, like, Samuel L. Jackson performance, like, yeah. in all his movies. Because yeah. he's. He's really good at this movie. I like again. I like I, I like the Russell ideas of the characters that he has that he starts out with, but the trajectory and the character arcs of these characters, I think, were really weak. Yeah. So he really wrote really interesting characters that were really interesting, but like about like uh, there was like once Kurt Russell died in the movie. Sorry, uh, yeah, that's a spoiler. Once that happens, the whole movie was just kind of like I don't really know who to sympathize with because yeah. I like Samuel Jackson, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't sympathize with him. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Well, that was what he was kind of going for. And yeah. I kind of like that about this movie where yeah. everyone's a fucking dick. Yeah. There's not one character that is uh, likable. Yeah. They're all kind of asshole. They're, yeah. they're all literally yeah. horrible people. Yeah. And they're all, you know, like the setting is yeah. incredible too. Like they yeah. are snowed into this one place. And you know, I think the dialogue is still there. Yeah. And I think like they're, they're still like I like uh Jennifer Jason Lee's character, uh Daisy Dogger, I thought she was that yeah. name's hilarious. Yeah. I thought she um if I remember correctly, like I loved some of the stuff that was going on with her. Yeah. As well. Towards like the end of the movie. Yeah. Um and I think, I'm trying to think, like, but I do agree with you, like, I can't really remember what the major story was. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, like, the because the, the thing to me is that, like, it wasn't that very interesting of a mystery, you know? I didn't really care about the solving of it. Yeah. And I ended up not really find, being very interesting in the characters, the depths of the characters. It's just like, okay, I got it. Yeah. I kind of want something to happen. Yeah. And throughout it, it was just like, this is all kind of cool and it looks kind of interesting. Sure. And I see the idea that you're going, but I kind of ended up just being kind of bored sure. and, yeah. uh, and like, just like not very interested yeah. and like kind of, and it kind of divulged into just kind of like, it feels like you don't have an idea anymore yeah. and you're just kind of like going through the motions of it. And it's like, some things like worked and like some things didn't, which I was really surprised about that. I've never, I always feels like he pulls it together even with like a movie like death proof which i think is yeah. the other one that's the loosest in this kind of format yeah. but i think he pulls it together better in that than he yeah. does even in hateful eight which is just really surprising yeah. to me and i'm not sure if i watch it again this is again all the other movies i want to watch immediately after i see him. Right. this movie i watched yeah. it's just like i don't really ever want to see that yeah. again yeah. I, I have no motivation to yeah. watch that again i yeah i i've seen hateful eight like three times yeah 
And like, yeah, it's, I don't really want to return to it again. I still think there are some aspects to it that, like, I am pretty, like, I really like. There's scenes like, that I love. Yes. There's scenes that I really, really yeah. like. Like the opening scene, yes. the, the vomiting scene, yes. when they're putting the horses up and when yes. they're in the snow. Yes. There's a yes. lot of scenes like that that I, I really, really like. His, uh, yeah. Um, about what he does to the kids. See, I didn't like that. What? I That's thought crazy. I, I thought that was gross. Oh, I, I didn't that. like that. Gross. <laughs> yeah. It was like yeah. it was just like it, when he went to that part. It's just like this is like it, it just didn't quite have the same. I have to watch it again and kind of like advance about that. But like to me, like I like the jokes that he goes like there. Like again, the rape in Pulp Fiction, you know, yeah. that that kind of has like this disturbing, hilarious, ridiculous, like point quality the same, to me. That monologue had the same kind of quality. To it's to me, it did not. Yeah. It missed. It yeah. missed out, and sure. it turned out to just be kind of gross. And <laughs> sure. like, I, I sure. honestly, I but, found it kind of offensive. Like all his movies, like that's, uh, I mean. It's not gonna work for it. Which, really which, which I kind of it felt like to me that it's just like, well, I have to have a scene like this in here because I'm Quentin Tarantino. So we put that in there, and it's just like that. I didn't feel I really feel that way about the ending with all the violence too. Yeah, because I was pretty riveted. Like honestly, when I if I remember correctly, I'm pretty riveted by it. But the ending to me, other than what's part of Hollywood, just feels yeah. like all right, we need violence. So we yeah. need you know, crazy bloody violence yeah. to end this. While it's entertaining, it just kind of feels yeah out of yeah Lower. yeah like, so so like it's uh, overall uh, it's it's I think like if you you should watch it yeah if it's a much a better movie player, than most other it. movies out there yeah, yeah, because it's quentin tarantino yeah. but compared to other the quality of other quarantine yeah. movies is definitely yeah. my least favorite yeah, sure. because it's the only movie i watch and being like i'm on the verge of not liking that yeah yeah yeah. Which I I have not had that feeling yeah. with any other Quentin Tarantino I, film. I think a lot of people agree with you. Yeah. Um, when I read, and, and myself. And a I lot of people like it, like Hateful Eight more than Hollywood, which blows me away. See, but, I don't agree with that at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. I just think, like, I think Hateful Eight has great ideas, and I think it just doesn't, it just doesn't execute come them together well. as it just, well as I think I would have liked it to. Yeah. I, I would um, love to do a fuller analysis of why I think it doesn't quite work as well yeah. and do all those kinds of things. But right now, I just kind of have my yeah. own personal sensation yeah. of like, this doesn't quite feel right. It's always like, lost for a short, it's always the quick character movie that I forget. Yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. Who, who <laughs> Another thing I want to mention about, before we move on to number eight, which I think we should, um, yeah. I'm kind of like, like I have like these tiers where on, on mine where like, like the next three, like these bottom three, Hateful Eight is definitely like my bottom of these yeah. three but the next two are kind of like in the like seven eight spot isn't yeah. really ranked it's yeah. kind of all in the c tier of yeah. like all that kind of stuff but like and i have like one b tier and then i have an a tier and then the s tier which you can kind of imagine <laughs> yeah okay so let's go let's go to number eight and mine uh, was death proof death proof okay yeah uh, uh jackie brown really jackie brown's number yeah. number eight yeah um so do you want to talk about um well, I'll say I'll say why I think Death Proof is the next worst film, yeah. I guess, because I think I love Death Proof because like Death it Proof. Too. De the reason I put it as lower down is because I can just I can see that there's a little bit less like finesse and polish that he has put into Death Proof than he right. has in all of his other films, and right. there are things that clearly don't work. Yeah. Although the things that don't work, I enjoy, yeah. and the reason I enjoy it is because this is like 
a low budget midnight horror well, film. Literally yeah, and it's low budget yeah. and the low budget midnight horror film I really love and it yeah. really works, but I just can't bring myself putting it any higher than the other films because yeah. it's just not quite as well but made as all the other ones. Here's what I say about Death Proof. Like a lot of people have this as the worst. And I completely see people Yeah. If you're not well versed in this type of movie filmmaking, like, yeah. I've seen a good amount of B movies and I know this so if you guys do not know, Death Proof was actually in a film called Grind House. Yep. That Hill and Robert Rodriguez made. And it was a double feature that was released in theaters in two thousand seven with a movie called Planet Terror was first and then Death Proof. And Amazing idea. I wish really I cool. was, you know, of age in 2007. To I go see that. I would love to go see that. Um, and it was, there were, in between the films, there were fake trailers that, like, filmmakers like Edgar Wright, like, all these guys made these funny fake trailers for these B-movies. And um, Death Proof was the second one. And watching it on its own, I don't think it has the, like, watching the whole Grindhouse yeah. thing is really cool. Because yeah. it really does feel... They were, That's a good point. They were going That's a good back point. into the 70s exploitation, yeah. bloody action movies. Yeah. And the thing about Death Proof that I really, really enjoy about it is it's a B-movie, like, aesthetic, but it's quick Tarantino making it. Yeah. So, like, you get these, like, really well, like good like dialogue yeah like yeah. scenes with this like really like gritty aesthetic which yeah. i just think is really like cool it's just cool to me and like what movie spoiler yeah what movie do you have when the main character <laughs> dies like halfway through the movie yeah and it just goes with different actors yeah what movie yeah that's awesome the some o- people could be like that's all over the place yeah messy. yeah to me, it's so much fun. I, I, and think I think that's really so much fun. And I think when it's things like that, like that was just a really interesting, like the things that I think were like made poorly about it was that like the lines that there's like some of the dialogue scenes went on for too long, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Some of the action that, scenes yeah, yeah. were just kind of redundant yeah. and you were clearly <laughs> filling time. Yeah. Some of like the scenes, like when they were in the bar, the continuity of where he was and how he got there and time passing right. was just like, yeah. I don't really understand why this is happening, which is kind of stuff, which is kind of like, you know, kind of like, scuffing the corners that he doesn't usually do because he's all detail obsessed yeah. but it also makes sense for a yeah. film like grindhouse right so i would say i would rate it lower if i'm called putting it as just as a film on its own yeah. but i think that's a really good point where it's if you're watching this as the grindhouse experience right. it might be a little bit different well the thing is too is like this was in 2007 like right so like we know this guy can make like He's an, an amazing yeah. filmmaker. So, like, you have that in your mind when you're watching Death Proof, so yeah. you know that all this is intentional. Yeah. You know? And, um, if the, this, if, the car chase at the end is just yeah. awesome. I think. I mean, it's one of my, it's, it's such a great car chase. You might have seen a little bit yeah. of that. Yeah. I think that if this was the first movie he made, I would rank it higher. Yeah. But the fact that this is a movie he made sure. after yeah. Pulp Fiction. I'm ranking it lower because it's just like yeah. I know you can do better. Yeah. Well, uh, well, well. Here's my thing <laughs> about that though. It's like yeah, you know you can do better, but like he wasn't trying to make something that yeah. was like. So like, I think in the idea of making like 
an exploitation movie, this literally comes down to preference. Like, yeah. literally, if you are, if you don't like these, like, exploitation movies, yeah. you're just, like, not gonna like this. Like, it's just, like, this is not, it's just not made for that audience. It's made sure. for, it's very loose. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Grindhouse is very loose. Like, yeah. it's, it's something that, like, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino are, like, passionate about. Yeah. And they just made this, like, I don't know. Death Proof is fun. Like, I'm not saying it's, like, yeah. it's well, like, my number seven. Well, right, right. So like, to me, like, like, yeah, like, I would just, the reason, like, 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 if I were to compare this to other kind of grindhouse films, like, a Razorhead, I would call it a grindhouse film. Like, yeah. Rocky Horror, which, uh, Rocky Horror is not a good example. Like, a Razorhead and Texas Chainsaw, right? Yeah. Those are high-quality movies yeah. that are made for that kind of yeah. exploitive genre. Yeah. Those, this movie is not as good as those movies. Yeah. And I would switch... But I still love these movies because I love that genre. Yeah. And I love that Quentin Tarantino would do a take on yeah. it. I think that he could have made a better Grindhouse sure, movie. Sure. I really do. Yeah. And But I'm actually happy with the thing that he made because he's decided to throw something together so he could be a part of this experiment. Yeah. And I'm glad he said, I'll do it instead of saying, I sure. won't because I can't make the best movie I can, sure. but I'll make a movie yeah. for it. And he yeah. made a really cool movie, yeah. which like, there's no other movie like this. Yeah. It's such a bizarre yeah, Tarantino idea. Yeah, that's I like it. It's, so it's, it's like, so different. I will never get this anywhere else yeah, but in yeah. this movie. Um, if you, I know a lot of people listening have probably got to Gufford. Yeah. Uh, I think you should watch it. Yeah, like, definitely. If you're a fan of Tarantino, it's a really fun movie. Yeah. Like, it's, it's silly. It goes, it's silly. It's, yeah. Kurt Russell is great. He's in a it. blast. Um, uh, yeah, he's great. He's one it. of my favorite, like, antagonists, yeah, really, because he's, he's so, yeah, he's he's so, so creative. Awesome he's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kurt Russell is definitely, like, the standout. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. let's talk so about my, Jackie Brown. My number eight is Jackie Brown. Yeah. I've only seen this movie one time. And I like this movie. Yeah. And I think um, my favorite things about this movie are uh, the characters. Yeah. I think the characters in this movie, I think Samuel Jackson's character is great. Uh, Robert Niro's character is wonderful. God, he's so good. Um, it's cool to see fucking Robert Niro in a quick Tarantino movie. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, the thing is, I think I saw this. Who's some goalmaker was talking about hangout movies? Yeah, and I resonated with this quote so much. And he goes, "Hangout movies are when you watch it the first time, you might find yourself a little bored. Yep, but when you watch it again, you're looking forward to those dialogue scenes. Yes, you're looking forward to those scenes of just them sitting and talking. Yeah, and I got literally clicked with me. I was like. That's why I like. That's why I love Ghost of the Goose. That's why I love, you know, the Big Lebowski. Hollywood. Hollywood. The first time you watch it, is you're expecting like a plot to come on, but when you watch it again, you realize, oh no, you're supposed to sit with this. You're yeah. Supposed to just enjoy yeah. the characters, enjoy the dialogue. Exactly. And I think when I watch Jackie Brown again, I think I will appreciate it more. Yeah, I I think I I because I Jackie Brown. I mean, this is from Tarantino, who who was making a hangout style. Yeah, movie. this is like this is like hangout style black exploitation yeah. movie, which yeah. I think it's really cool that it's like it's a black exploitation genre. Yeah, and that it's um, 
and that it's like a heist movie on top of that and kind of like a sting operation which i think which is kind of like weaved in there and i think it's really expertly done the thing about jackie brown compared to the rest of it is because it's not quite so fantastical and it's not quite so you know like mind-bogglingly like innovative and abnormal to films it's a pretty bread and butter good film made he just made it really good classic black exploitation but it was really revolutionary for its race politics And like People just love the, it now. It is yeah. a God, Jackie Brown is a movie that when it came out, it was heavily polarized yeah. because of the Edward, the use of the Edward yeah. in, the, in the movie, which couldn't really bother me. Yeah. Now, but I can totally see like you got to sell it. And I mean, a there's a lot of stuff behind it because he basically took a movie where there's Jackie Brown, he renamed it. I can't remember what it's called right now, but like there was like another movie that he basically took this from. So people kind of felt like it was like a white sensationalized version yeah. of the original black yeah. film yeah. made by black people. And then right. a white guy just took it and be like, oh, I'm right. going to do this right. And right. then they, and so, anyways, it's a whole bunch of like, like shit yeah. that went into this movie, which is, I think, is another cool aspect of yeah. it that it has so much film history in it yeah. but people have like yeah yeah people have really grown to love this yeah like, it's i love jackie like Brown. a big cult movie like yeah. i saw this like like character was talking about how like literally like in a recent interview he was like yeah like you know when i did jackie brown like a lot of people didn't gravitate towards it yeah. because and i think part of the why i'm not a big fan of it now yeah is that this is after Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. So, right. like, I think people were kind of, like, expecting this. Yeah. it wasn't really, like, it was just great dialogue. Great char- it's everything that you would expect from Carapino. Yeah. Which I, which <laughs> later his movies, like I said in Watch Part of Tyler Hawley, every time I go into his movies, I am surprised of how different yeah. I had it in my head or whatever yeah, I thought yeah. it was Jackie Brown was not that. Like yeah. it kinda went the way I was expecting it to go. Right. Which is totally fine. It was still good. Yeah. But it just wasn't as surprising. It was just a really well known quick character movie. Which which it makes it it kinda makes it feel like like people are surprised that, oh, I'm surprised that Quentin Tarantino made that, you know, yeah. or those kind of things. Which like when you watch it and you realize it's just like, no, really only Quentin Tar- Tarantino could make this movie. Yeah. He's just made it so well yeah. that you're deceptive into thinking this is how all movies are made. Uh-huh. But it's not. This is really high quality filmmaking. Right. There uh, is incredible um some of the things I love about Jackie Brown. The aesthetic. Yes. I love the cinematography of this movie. Like I said, I love the characters. Uh, fucking, uh, what's that old Jackson character's name? Oh, fuck, I don't remember. Uh, it's his, a great name. Yeah, it was a great name. But his beard is incredible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, I love who, who's a drug dealer, right? Uh, uh, well, no, he's a... He's an arms dealer. He's an arms dealer. And, like, the, there's, like, so many scenes of just him just, like, dealing arms at yeah. like the beginning of the movie and it's just like really fun to watch yeah and like you know he like chris tucker like that whole scene at the beginning of the movie where like he has to like um he's like selling the gun to like chris tucker and then he has to like kill him yeah that was like such a different way of like shooting that like this movie isn't as violent as some of these other films. No, it's not. Um, there is it's a, pretty laid back. There is a very shocking uh kill in this movie with uh the Nero. Oh, I love that kill. I, it's actually one of my favorite kills. Oh my god, I love that one. Like ever. I love that scene. It's extremely shocking. Yeah. Like, it's 
It's more the end scene in the parking lot, right? Yeah. I love it's that more scene. more shocking than the Marvin, I yeah. think. It's, it's so unexpected. Yeah. Like, like uh, and it really adds to the movie. It yeah. actually makes you on edge, and it kind of makes you like, where is this going? Yeah. Um, it was, I love that. And Pam Greer, you know, as Jackie Brown. She's the best. Incredible. She's so good. She's great. Uh, Robert Forrester, who um, plays, you know, um, her friend, like the, you know, the older guy. He's like an accountant or yeah, something. Yeah, the accountant. Uh, he got out of her Oscar for this movie. Yeah, he, he is, is wonderful. He's phenomenal. He's so good at, like, Caracuto is so good at taking actors that have, like, been in the, like, not used a lot. Yes. Like Robert Forrester. Who are just genius. Yeah, and Pam Greer. Yeah. And making roles for them. Yeah, the other kind thing. kind of putting them back in the limelight. Yeah, it's true. And the other thing that I think makes uh, that Tarantino kind of... The, the issue that Tarantino has sometimes, which I've been noticing this with Hollywood, is that people kind of say, it's kind of boring, didn't really feel like a movie, which I think is because like he gives gets such realistic performances yeah. from actors, people just think that they're talking. Right. You know, It's just like, well, they're not acting. And it's just like, you don't realize yeah. just how much acting they're <laughs> yeah. doing in these scenes. They're right. working so hard yeah. to create these characters right. because they are not those people. Right. you know. And it just seems so naturalistic yeah. for them that people kind of forget that they're watching watching a movie right. and people think that that's bad yeah. because we're been we've been trained to think that it's like we are going into an illusion yeah. instead of being immersed into a, a real world right. but so i think jackie round can kind of seem boring which is the, yeah. the hangout that's and a great I think, quote like, I, thought, I, thought I was bored yeah. i just know when i watch it again yeah. i'm gonna like it more because i am expecting that I'm, I'm ready to really listen to what they're saying yeah absolutely you know, like, and I think that, it's so funny when I heard that quote, I was like, that is, like, I always wonder, like, why every time I watch The Big Lebowski, I like it even more and more and yeah, more. Yeah, and it's, it's exactly that reason. I realize how fucking hilarious that movie is, because yeah. nothing happens. Like, it's just, like, it just gets the funnier and funnier. so good, and you're looking forward to those discussions. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you're not really worried about where the plot progresses. It's like, where, what am I going to find this time? Right, yeah. I think, like, and I think that's a lot of issue with what's going to come in Hollywood and yeah. why there's this whole, you know, a lot of people that go see that movie are yeah. expecting Pulp Fiction. They're expecting, yeah. you know. Yeah. That they don't get that yeah. at all. So, yeah. uh, and it's a hangout movie. Yeah. I, think, I think sometimes you have to watch those movies again. Yeah. Because you're just, you're waiting for something to happen. Yeah. So, like, I think it's just, I think you would do yourself a service to go see Watch Upon a Time in Hollywood or Jackie Brown again if you didn't, you weren't as, as invested in it. Yeah. Um, these are definitely movies to watch twice. I think you should watch all movies at least twice, but these are definitely so movies. I think all Quentin Tarantino movies are movies that you need to kind of watch, watch multiple times yeah, oh, to yeah. kind of like yeah. digest in, which yeah. again, based on that point, it's I should great. watch Hateful Eight again. Yeah. But yeah. So. Um, okay, so that was, Jackie Brown's Jackie, Brown Jackie Brown's my six. Okay, your six. Okay, yeah. what's your seven? My seven is Mine's death proof. We'll seven's death proof. Yeah. yeah, my seven is Res Dogs. Oh, okay, yeah. And I put it below Jackie Brown because again, Res Dogs is in like this C tier bracket with Death Proof and Hateful Eight. Because I consider Death Reservoir Dogs is I can definitely tell that it's his first movie he yes. made based on because his cinematography. Just 
to clarify, Reservoir Dogs is not a six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, we're so pretty, it's just we're one. Very close. This is really similar. <laughs> yeah. Reservoir Dogs is, I think, is a brilliant film. Yeah. The script is fantastic. It like revolutionized I cinema. Debut film. Yeah. What the actual? Fuck? Yeah. Like seriously. <laughs> and I think that like the thing in this is that he his cinematography is very much like based around one takes, which I think yeah. later when he kind of discovered his kind of like his taste as director, he moved away from more. Right. He still has great long takes, but this film was just basically a lot of experimenting like it seemed like oh i don't have a lot of time i don't have a huge budget and it's all in one one space so he's making this shot and it felt a lot more like oh this could have been a really good play and you kind of just translated it into a movie it's a great play you don't need anything it would be a great play so it's like i i think that reservoir dogs might be his his like one of his best scripts yeah i think this is just the characters, like his yeah. characters, are so good. And yeah, like every movie he has extremely interesting characters. Yeah, at least one. And yeah. I think, and I think that the thing about this movie is that I think it's in a way has kind of not aged well. Not in the sense of the movie being bad quality, but because yeah. it has become cliched because yeah. it has created right. those yeah. cliches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you watch it, you've seen it all before, right. but it, because it's all started right. there. Which is right. kind of, which is like, which is a great thing about that movie, right. which is interesting because a film like Pulp Fiction that can't really happen yeah. because it's like, it's unobtainable. It's, it's just, just like, so, that is just your voice yeah. and only you could have yeah. thought about that. And like, when you do try to do Pulp Fiction, it is clear that yeah. you are like, trying you know, to do yeah, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's, that's why it's kind of low on the list because it's just yeah. like, he made a really good genre film yeah, that yeah. everyone went to go and kind of right. made that. So it's just like, oh, you just kind of did the best of the time, yeah. but someone's going to make a better film than this yeah. eventually because it's yeah. a genre film. Yeah. But I, but I think that like, I love Res Dogs. It's I not like, I think it's genius. The opening to the Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. I mean, Talk about a filmmaker like this goes. You mean at the breakfast table? I'm fucking here. Yeah, seriously. That, that opening scene. Yeah. It's literally just them talking. Yeah. In a diner. It's so it good. Is, I mean, they're talking about like movies, right? Yeah, like, talking about movies. They're talking about how and, uh, a very first time that movie yeah. being about like right. a guy like having Tarantino's talking about Big Dick or something. Right. right. And it's just a conversation. Yeah. And. You are absolutely riveted by it. Yeah. Like, and not a lot of. I still to this day am so blown away by that scene just because, like, I don't know. It's like a first film to just start your movie. Yeah. With just a bunch of characters. Yeah. Just sitting in a. Yeah. It's very ballsy, actually. I, I think so. Like, I think some people would want to. Be like, I'm here with a bang. Yeah. Like, no, we're just gonna have the thing. All the thing about it. The thing talk. about it is that like a lot of people tried to do that, but the thing that people don't realize is that's not in a, that's not really a safe way to start your film. No. You know, to get people no. engaged is you do visual. You combine all these things, and well, what Quinn did, yeah, is. he was just like, you know, I'm gonna do it this way, and I'm just gonna make it work because it's so he, good. His dialogue is so good that he would engage you. Just yeah. Let it walk. The other thing that he does on stuff is he lingers on stuff. Yeah. You know, for things that people will say, this is too long. You know, all the like all the. Water 
walking shots. Like why everyone thinks he has a foot <laughs> fetish because we see so many people just walking right. around. Yeah. And he'll linger on shit like that right. for these long periods of time yeah. that seems like, dude, you're fucking up. Yeah. You're, you're messing it up because you're staying on this two lines. Yeah. It's like, no, no, I'm yeah. doing this intentionally because I want you, you to look at yeah. this walking. Jackie Brown's like that. Yeah. You know, there's so many people just walking places, right. you know, like, like along the <laughs> escalator or like following right. them just doing shit. Well, it's, it's and it's just about the experience it's of it. It's cinema. Yeah. It's cinematic. I mean, like, I, the thing about Reservoir Dogs is, like, just to put it bluntly, Reservoir Dogs is just fucking cool. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just cool. a cool movie. Yeah. Like, Michael Madsen, uh, you know, I mean, like, I hear Stuck in the Middle with You. I think of that. I literally, like, could not... I can't listen to that song without thinking of a dude's ear being, being chopped off. off. Yeah. Uh, Tim Roth, Harley, Harley Keitel, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. I mean, Quentin Tarantino's in the movie. <laughs> like, yeah. Who's who play Mr. Brown? Mr. Yeah. Brown. Uh, like, all the acting is great. Yeah. And I don't, like, I know some people actually have not seen this, so yeah. I don't want to, like, spoil the ending. Yeah. The ending is fucking bananas yeah it's 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 like one of those it's again it's a very like kind of like build up any ending where all these pieces come together kind of right. like usual suspects yeah. it's like that yeah it's very yeah, similar to something exactly, like that yeah. and it's like it's it takes that kind of format yeah. and does and it's just such a quentin tarantino story which is yeah. these really tarantino actors yeah it's baby driver is also like this yeah, yeah, baby probably, driver yeah. like edgar wright basically probably just like turned on res dogs one day watching and be like i'm gonna make baby driver yeah, yeah, yeah. and he did <laughs> it's <laughs> like so much comes from yeah, this film yeah, yeah, yeah. so much of cinema yeah i think yeah reservoir dogs was you know it's an incredible film it's I mean, really it, good it really is a great movie it's not my favorite yeah but i mean we're in the we're in the section of this list where it's just like they're, they're all good they're all great and i mean like the reason why reservoir dogs is kind of like in like the low tier for me is just because it does other films refined yes kind of what he yes. was doing with that it's just like okay it's none of these other films could be made by anyone but yeah. him yes. like in in a way uh and no one else could have made yeah. these films so All let's right. move on to the big boys. So let's, your six is right. Uh, right. My six was Jackie Brown. Okay, so gotcha. let's move on to five. Okay, five. What's, What's your? Do you want me to go? Glorious Bastards. Mine's Mine's Django, but okay. I could flip in Glorious yeah. Bastards and Django any yeah. day of the week. Um, I love Glorious Bastards. Yeah. Let so me we, tell you a story about Glorious Bastards. Yeah. So I saw this movie. So the first time I saw this movie, I didn't really like it. Actually. Oh, interesting. I was pretty bored by it. I was really extremely, you were bored. Yeah, I was extremely riveted by the opening scene. Yeah, like every person in the world. I mean, it's a ten-minute short it film that's genius. The best opening scene. Like I got even making this up. This might be the best opening scene of a movie that came out like past two thousand. I, I think it's. I think it's one of the best opening scenes ever I, made. It's, it's, it's up there with like Touch of Evil yeah, and shit it's like that. So incredible. It is like. Uh, fucking Christoph Waltz is uh, it's so funny about him because he's a good actor but like other than his work in Tarantino movies he's been kind of like okay yeah and I don't think really people know says, how to channel him at all I think Tarantino is the only guy who really knows how to do it yeah like I saw Alita and Christoph Waltz is in Alita he's fine yeah but like Django, <laughs> and dude, forget about it. Like the guy is like <laughs> yeah. one of the best actors. Like he's so fucking good at glorious actors. Yeah. And so so 
I was just bored by it, and I'm not, like, a history guy. Like, I'm not, like, I don't love, you know, World War II. Like, I'm not, like, as fascinated by World War II as I am, like, Vietnam. What the fuck was that? I don't know. It's, it's like a dragon <laughs> like in an apartment. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm not as, like, interested in World War II than something like Vietnam. Yeah. Or something. But, um... That being said, like, you don't really have to know, <laughs> you know, about World War II to enjoy this movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of bored by it. And, like, uh, I didn't really love the characters that much. And so I watched it again. And I have got, I, I don't do 180s that much. Yeah. I did such a 180. Like, yeah. I think this movie is, for a while, I thought this was his masterpiece. Yeah. Like, I think, because. I'm doing research about this movie. Like, it took him years and years and years to write this movie. Yeah. And it really shows because yeah. there are so many subplots in this movie. Yeah. And they all tie into one another so beautifully. There are so many iconic Quentin Tarantino moments in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, he's he, so, it, so funny. I thought this was my favorite Brad Pitt performance yeah. until One Quantum Time in Hollywood. Yes. Funny enough. Yes. Well, I mean, it goes to that or like Fight Club. Or, he, has, he has really good performances. Uh, these, uh, but, again, these next couple of movies for me, like I have a, like, a thing where it's like I, I see these movies kind of cycling in yeah. what will be my favorite, and it's yeah. going to be based on what I saw the most recent. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so it's like this will be my favorite performance when I see it right. like on Friday, but when I see <laughs> Hollywood Saturday, right. it's going to yeah. be my favorite right, performance right, exactly, but then like yeah. you know when i go back and forth right um so like obviously this was like this film was met with a lot of like weird controversy because yeah you know this is literally who changes history um this is a holocaust movie which let me just say he's allowed to fucking yeah, do that because do he it. makes he's making his own goddamn movie like, it's a work is, of fiction the thing is too is like this is not a spoiler like if you got anything about character probably have heard this hitler gets murdered in a movie theater in a fabulous fashion in a fabulous way the bastards kill him yeah and you know it's amazing and he burns alive in a movie theater yeah and with uh, gobel too yeah if you don't if you think that that's like i don't understand yeah. it's cool to see hitler guy yeah like fuck that guy yeah <laughs> like like i don't understand like what the controversy is here yeah but i think that i just think the way he, like, all the characters, like, all the bastards, like, my favorite scene of the movie is when the bastards kind of are breaking, uh, I forget the character's name, out of jail. Um, oh, you know oh, God, yeah, the Nazi, he's a Nazi killer, he's yeah, the German the, who's yeah, turned, yeah, yeah. and he's like, yeah. Yeah, that guy is awesome. He's so and, like, good. The, the way that whole scene is so great, and then I love also the execution scene with yeah. Eli Roth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, you, yeah, the bear Jew yeah, when he, like, ba Jew. beats the that. Bear, the bear Jew. <laughs> the bear Jew. Um, I, and also, um, another thing that I love is, you know, that's, like, the first time I saw it, I, always, I, I, I was really into the bastards. Yeah. And a lot of the movie actually isn't, they're not in the movie as much as, like, you think they are. Yeah, because I, I was surprised by that, too, when I watched it a again. A lot of it is relying on uh, Michael Fosbender's character. Yeah. Um, and, Susanna. Um, yeah. And um, Daniel Rule. And yeah. um, the, they're German soldiers, right? Yeah. And they, they work with the bastards to help. They, like, help them infiltrate, right? Yeah. Um, and all those scenes, like, the, 
the girl that owns the that works at the movie theater. Yeah, Susanna. And that whole scene where, uh, you know, they're trying the Germans are you know planning to you know sell this movie to movie theater. Yeah. And the whole like that it, there's so many riveting scenes. Like yeah. this movie actually does have a pretty simple plot. Yeah. But it's so epic in yeah. scale. Yeah. That like you forget like you really bring it down. You're like yeah like you know these guys fucking you know, hate the Germans because, yeah. you know, they're horrible. Yeah. It's during the Holocaust. Yeah. And, uh, you know, these guys were just creating this plan to burn a lot of Nazis in a movie theater. Yeah. And I, I love, I, I think that the genius thing about Inglorious Bastards is how, even though it's a fictionalized version of history, how accurate it would be if this happened. Yeah. How yeah, this would true. how is how true. how it would yeah. happen in the real world, true. which is what I think is so genius about. It. Which I think the big complaint about this is just like, sure, he revised history, but he sensationalized it. He made he took away from it. But the reason why I think he didn't do that is because think about what happened at the end of the movie. The war with Germany was ended. Because what this is what they would say in the paper, because a German soldier like was a double agent yeah. who planned to burn down the facility. Right. And that was Christoph Waltz's right. character, right. which is so inaccurate. You right. know right. what actually happened. And the truth <laughs> about it is that what actually happened is how they actually won was that Susanna's plan to burn down the movie theater right. was what actually worked because right. everyone else's plan fucking <laughs> yeah. failed. Yeah. And they never knew that she did that. A right. Jew was the one who would end right. the war, right. but they put it on the medal yeah. of the German soldier who was the one who raped and murdered and killed all those yeah. Jewish people. Yeah. And that, that is how history would have told that yeah. story is that yeah. the German soldier is the one who uh, had the courage to stand up against Hitler and go behind his back and say that instead of all the people who worked on that, the bastards would not have been remembered. The Jewish people would not have been remembered, you yeah. know? So it didn't sensationalize history. In my opinion, yeah. it very accurately depicted just another version, but it did it in a way so we could see motherfucking Hitler get right. shot up by a machine gun and burned to death yeah, in I, a movie theater. Yeah, I completely agree with all that. Uh, there's an also incredible scene where we're not going to exactly what's going on, but it's in the bar. Oh, was that when, that's when they were infiltrating and they were yeah. trying to make yeah, the so plan. Yeah, oh my God, that's right? such a good scene. And they all fucking die? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's they awesome. They get about, they're trying to get information, right? Yeah, it's because, yeah. Though, it's because the female actress knows information about like how they're going to infiltrate it and they right. know that Hitler's going to be at the premiere right. now. And so they, um, yeah, that's because they're speaking German. Are they, aren't they like, he's making, he's trying to act as like a German soldier, right? Yeah, yeah. Michael Fassbender is. Yeah, but his and accent is off. His accent's off. And that whole scene is 20 minutes. It's yeah. like this riveting scene where they play a, a card, like a card game. Yeah. And he puts up the wrong. Yeah, it's the. He puts this. He puts the. Instead of using his thumb. Which is just. I mean, that scene is so brilliantly written. Well, I don't really want to, like, do that away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so riveting. It's yeah. So, it's so hard to explain. It's just yeah. amazing dialogue that it's just keeps you engaged. And, like, the, the tension of yeah. this movie, like, a lot of his movies. He is really good at building tension. Yeah. This movie is by far the best example of that. Opening scene, the bar scene. Yeah. The whole ending scene when they're infiltrating the, when, you know, the whole plan is going down. Yeah. 
It's so cousin filled. Yeah, you will you will you are doing a mistake by not watching Inglorious yes. Bastards. And Hogs Longa, you know, the villain yeah. is the best Quentin Tarantino villain. Yeah. He is he's charming. Yeah. He's funny. He's horrifying. Every time he's on screen it's the best thing he in the world. He's just absolutely riveting. And like Christoph Waltz gave us the world it gave us America. Christoph Waltz. And yeah. like he is great. And I think he's even better in Django. Yeah. Uh, Which let's let's go to Django yeah. because that's my number five, uh, right? Django Django was my number five and Bastard's my number four. So it was is was Django your okay, number yeah. four? No. Oh, you put it higher? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, um I'll talk about I'll I'll talk about Django. The reason it's kind of like again in this place where um it's I, I like Django a lot, and yeah. I think I, I it's one of my movies. Is I love watching Django. I love everything about Django, but it's one of those movies that I put a little bit. I don't like it as much as Inglorious Bastards sure. or even like Kill Bill yeah. or all these other movies, sure. which I think it's. Um, I couldn't really place exactly why that is, and I think it's just kind of like a preference thing. Yeah. And again, it changes every day of the week, yeah. based because I love all of these next couple of films right. pretty equally. Yeah, and I think that they're all kind of the same quality and kind of reflect just right. how genius like Quentin Tarantino is. But right. Django is um, maybe we'll talk about it more so we can gush about yeah. like how good it is yeah. about it. But again, it has a great soundtrack. It uh, like so Christoph Waltz is genius. Yeah. Django and Jan- uh, Jamie Fox plays a great character, yeah. which I think a lot of people might criticize Jamie Fox as being kind of like flat in this role. Which I don't think that at all. I don't think that either. Because the other thing is, I think, I think so riveting. Because another thing is that he's supposed to be an uneducated yeah. slave, and when you're an uneducated person, yeah. you're kind of stoic. Well, one of the reasons why. I love Django the character is like yeah in the beginning he is quiet he, but that's all he's going but he changes he changes he changes into, into this badass cowboy badass yeah yeah so like like who Jimmy Fox was a perfect beyond casting. perfect I mean, beyond I mean, Will perfect Will Smith was supposed to play Django no yeah um, and um, Will Smith being a narcissistic person yeah was like um I mean, I would have liked to see that. Yeah, like, it would have been not, interesting. Not saying that that would have been good, but um, he didn't think Django had enough lines in the beginning of the yeah. movie. Yeah. And so there's just like a creative difference. And so Kirkino's like, uh, yeah. I, 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 would, I, just, I, can't, I can't imagine saying it's just like to Quentin Tarantino change know, the right? script. Yeah. Who would have the balls to do that, you know? Who would want to do that? Well, well. You know? Well. It's just like, dude, you're this is that's like messing with like the like a golden chalice, yeah. you know. I don't think they were like they were mad at each other. I think it's just like a like if you have a little bit of creative difference, like it's just not gonna work. I mean, like you, I think that you have to be careful with stuff like that too, because sometimes directors like actors who kind of are more involved with the script because they want to focus more on the visuals. Yeah. So if they have an actors who will create their own characters, that's yeah. less work for them to right. do, so they can work on what they want. Quentin Tarantino, like one that. of those guys, is just like, I'm doing this. Like, you do what I tell you. <laughs> No, who who's very famous for hating improv? Yeah, who's like I say the word that I wrote. Yeah, and so um, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, no, I think uh, Django is. I mean, we can talk about it later. But yeah, yeah. Let's um, let's move on to because Django's genius, and we'll talk about it more. It deserves more talk. So but. okay, so my four yeah. is what's part of time in Hollywood. Yeah, okay. Uh, fucking love this. Movie. I love Hollywood. <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, twice, I really want to go see it for a third time. Yeah. Um, I think this movie 
When I first saw it, I was, it was like, I didn't know what to do with it. Like, yeah. it was kind yeah. of the same thing as the Glorious Bastards. I just didn't really know. I was I was also really fucking tired. Um, yeah. And I just, I just got back from, like, vacation. So, like, I was, like, really tired. And so, I went, like, literally the night, like, two nights after. And I just think this movie is just... One of his most mature movies. It's so mature. It's so, uh, like, uh, free, right? Like, it's, it's not, like, it's so floaty. Yeah. Which is, so, like, it's so much better for it, I think. I think it's amazing, because it is that floaty kind of thing, but it's, like, it... <sighs> In the ways that other movies like Django and Glorious Bastards Pulp Fiction feel yeah. really scripted and planned, yeah. this feels like totally free-formed and kind right. of like improvisational, yeah. but well, it's so not. controlled. Yeah, 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 There's yeah, so yeah. much control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has two of the best characters that Quentin Tarantino's ever written. Yeah. Uh, Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth. So good. Uh, I think Brad Pitt and Caprio are like two of the most riveting actors like duo i've seen in like some of the best chemistry i've so ever seen long. in my it's goddamn incredible. life it's so good uh which is like a different you know yeah so yeah we're like okay this guy's gonna be amazing they were yeah um and because we know what they can do with quentin tarantino's dialogue and, yeah you know they just bring his work um so they're incredible uh everyone talks about the ending and like the ending is i mean it's it's incredible. I mean, it's, yeah, I it's, love it. It's so good. It wraps the film up so well. But the thing that's frustrating me about everyone who talks about the ending is like, it's violent. And yeah. like, you know, that's what they kind of expect from Quentin Tarantino. And that kind of frustrates me a little bit. Because, yeah, Quentin Tarantino's known for his violence. That's not why he's a good filmmaker, though. Yeah. And like, sometimes I think that's lost. I think some people think like, you know, he's violent and, like, that's what he's kind of known for. Yeah. He's known for making... He makes... Like, look at fucking Jackie Brown. Yeah. I mean, like, like we caught, like, that girl is not violent. Like, it's really not. And, like, he just makes incredible characters and has amazing dialogue and, like, has such a grasp on, like, thematic elements to, like, all yeah. his movies. Like, all his movies feel like there's... A purpose why it was made. I feel like he just has this masterful way of like assembling these stories that are like so fictionalized and original and brutal yeah. that have such a poignant and real yeah. emotional yeah. effect on people who watch them. Yes. It's like he, it, it's almost like a compilation album yeah. that is made so well it feels like an original right. product. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel, yeah. And I don't like compilation albums, <laughs> yeah. but that's what that's what like that's what he does. He's just like a masterful curator of ideas yeah. that we've seen before right. and replacing them into right. this original brutal way yeah. that is so amazing. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah, I think I think Watch Quite a Common Hollywood is definitely uh, I mean, this literally might, it might jump, honestly. Yeah. For me, this is, like, totally a preference. Yeah. I am a huge fan of movies about filmmaking, about Hollywood, yes. and about... Yes. Uh, that's just because I'm very well-versed in that. Like, yeah. I read a lot it's about it. It's our lives. Yeah. It's, it's what we want to do. So, I... That's why I love Ugly Silver Lake. That's why I yep. love, you know, I love movies like 
you know, um, the whole crime, you know, like all yeah, these movies yeah. about fame and about like, I think there, there's something really interesting about that. It's because I'm so well versed in that, that I just, I resonated with it really well. Um, because I've done a lot of research about film, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And so whenever there is a super high budget movie about Hollywood, that's yeah. just about Hollywood, uh, it's just, it, it's such a joy to watch. Like, yeah. this movie is just so, it's a celebration of movies. It's a celebration of Quentin Tarantino as a filmmaker. Yeah. I think it's a, per, like, if this, if this was his last movie, it would be a perfect book. I'd be totally on fine his, with his this being an ending. Um, I'm glad that it's not, because I just want to see more movies Because he's him. so good. But, um, I love this movie. Yeah, I Like, do I think it's incredible. I can't wait to buy it, you know, watch it again. Over and over. I think... There's just so many elements to this movie that people are just, I don't know, I just literally, you're, you and Drew or a couple of my friends are the only ones that really like this movie. Like, yeah. every person that I talk to has always been disappointed by this movie, and I'm really trying to figure out why. Well, it's, this isn't, it is low-key, but I, yeah. this is what I'm trying to say is, like, I think it's a disservice. Everyone's thinking, like, I want to see blood. You know, I yeah. want to see some violence. Yeah, it's true. But like, why? I it's mean, because why? Eva Eva said it like a like a had a great like feedback on that matter because she's really honest about things like that after she yeah. sees some movies because she's not you know she's not a movie watcher right. she's not a movie fanatic she likes movies but right. she's not so fanatic like I am yeah. and she watched it and it's just like it was kind of cool but I was just kind of bored yeah which is a lot of people that have this experience yeah, lot, with like, these hangout all movies people have said that which is like it's 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 like I, I'm not I, it totally makes sense why people people feel that way and i'm not yeah. upset that people feel those kinds of things but to me it's just like i like movies that choose to take their time and really like just make yeah. something like this and i can't quite put the right words to it that about why this is so effective and different but like yeah. it totally makes sense why people find this boring but it's hard. just that movies aren't supposed to be that adrenaline rush all the time right i like going in and watching a movie that makes me feel peace you know, yeah. and, and like mindfulness. And this really, really helps me feel mindful. Yeah. Even if though it's on a really violent right. topic, it's yeah. like, it's meditative to yeah. me. It is. But I also think like, to me, it's hard to see like, I mean, Paul Fitzgerald's kind of like, like, I mean, yeah. there's still an angry yeah. film. Like, it's, there's not like a, you know, a structured plot. You know? Yeah. Like, so I, uh, yeah, I, I think this movie is really meditative. And yeah. I like, but this movie's also just fucking entertaining as sick. Like, yeah. So many uh, well, the thing this movie scenes. is with this movie that this is this movie is not goal oriented like a lot of other mm. movies. It's not which Pulp Fiction is, and a lot of his other movies sure. are. There's like sure. goals that characters are trying to achieve, well, think, yeah, which which okay, th yeah. which things happen well, like on a scene to scene basis. Which this movie I would argue is goal based. I think Rick Dalton kind of has a goal. Yeah, but it's like it's like, and I think people would really like that like that scene when he's like doing the thing. I'm gonna do this performance right. very well, and people say right. I was really into that part but maybe right. nothing else in the movie right. yeah. you know which is just like i understand that yeah. and it's just like it's because this movie's untraditional he's yeah, not trying is. to make movies like that yeah. where it's just like we're setting up characters they're trying to do this and the right. whole movie's about going through this right. and this arc and then the movie it resolves with that and we see right. everyone like that i'm not criticizing people who like movies like that or dislike this movie because yeah. it wasn't like that yeah. it's just that quentin Tarantino never said he was making no. that movie no. And it's not no. fair to be mad at him when he makes yeah. a great movie that wasn't that, which he never yeah. said he was going to make, right. and he makes something else that was great in a different way. Yeah, I yeah. just say, I just plead, watch it again. Yeah, yeah watch <laughs> it again. I, I, I highly implore you not like this movie for a second. 
please watch it again. And yeah. really think of the characters. And, and if, if you, you like Big Lebowski, watch it, it like yes, Big Lebowski. Yes. And if you saw it again and you still don't like it, totally yeah. fine. You don't have to like I this movie. Think, like, it's hard, like, movies like that to see again or, like, to get a lot out of it the first time. Yes, it's so true. There's so many dialogue or so many, like, so, like, we're thinking the whole movie, why, how does this piece together? And with the ending, you might not get the whole picture. It's not yeah. designed to see again, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, ultimately, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is an absolutely beautiful film that is very poignant, actually. I yeah. think the characters are... And it's the most Quentin Tarantino way ever. Yeah. Like, the, the, his message is pulled across with, like, dark humor, <laughs> like, violence, and... But it's so, like, beautiful. Uh, it's yeah. just... And the way that he took old Hollywood and the... the uh, what do you the Manson? The, the Sarah Kate murders and the Manson murders, yeah. murders was so tasteful. Yeah. And I think it was beautiful. I, I think that's, I, that's I, the I, thing that I love about this the most, is that this movie's funny beautiful kind of creepy and scary at parts yeah. it's exciting it's kind of like low-key and mindful and at the very end it is really beautiful it's just a beautiful point and i've never i i felt a lot of things when i watched really like tarantino too. movies but like this movie was the first one that i felt like crying at the end yeah. you know i don't yeah. really feel like yeah. i'm gonna cry at the end yeah. of a quentin tarantino yeah. movie but i really <laughs> I really felt that way at this yeah. end of this movie, which is really funny you that that ending scene. Like yeah, when he goes up into the end, <laughs> when he walks through those gates or something, there's something about yeah. that that just really like 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 grabs me. But like, there's something. Well, Sarah Kate's still, you know, as you, alive. you're watching Sharon Tate, and you're yeah. watching Sharon Tate bring Rick Dalton, who you care so much right. about, right. into like to restart his so career have, and be able to have a life and right. a family again. Yeah. And we get to see, oh my God, that character yeah. gets to live on. Right. Sharon Tate gets to right. live on and have a baby and maybe keep Roman Pulowski from fucking 13-year-olds. There's yeah. so much good that's happening in this one scene. Yeah, I just... Yeah. I, I love it. I just it. think it's crazy that people actually have said that Sarah Kate was portrayed in a bad way. I, just, I, I don't know. Just, I think Margot Robbie did such a wonderful job. Wonderful that scene, job. That scene in the theater. Like, it's just like one yeah. of the most wholesome things I've ever seen <laughs> yeah, in my I, life. I don't know. All I right. was... I, let's, 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 let's... What is that? On. What was that? Your number that four? Was number four. Okay. Let's move on to number three. Yeah. Um, what was your number four? My, my number four uh, was Bastards. Four and five oh, okay. is kind of oh, like yeah, Bastards, right. Django. Right, right. Um, number three, and again, this movie, what? I'm gonna guess. We can't okay, guess. Kill Bill. Yes, yeah, Kill Bill. Black Kill. Black Kill. And I'm saying, I'm assuming, I'm saying Kill Bill Volume One and Two. Yeah, it's cool. one movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we could, we can go into it, and maybe we can say Volume Two is better than Volume One. I don't care about it. It's I one arc of the whole movie. It's all one movie. Yeah. I, I like that it's a split. You see it halfway through. You stop right. and you and you take a take a pee break, take a big rip. shit or something, and then movie. you watch Volume Two. Four hours. It's <laughs> great. It's I love yes. Kill Bill. That's incredible. And I think that Kill Bill definitely has some it, it, the weakness. I think th I love the script. I love the yeah. characters, but I think the script is meant to be kind of like cheesy, yes. like like Japanese, like but action stuff, awesome. which I kind of like it too. And I think if I watch it more, I'll go one way or another and saying, yeah, it's not cousin quite work there, or like I really love it. But the thing that I think is the best thing about Kill Bill, it has his best cinematography in my opinion. It yeah, is the best sure, okay. looking film. It it, it, it ties in that to weirdly enough. Uh, Watch what a comic Hollywood. I yeah, I, I I think I think Kill Bill. I, I like it better beautiful. because I was just like astonished by like every single frame of this movie beautiful. is a painting. Yeah, it's, it's the animated sequences. Yeah, dude. forget about forget it. Forget like, about it. 
incredible. Uh, like, and I, I just, I just love. I think the other reason why this movie resonates so much with me is it's just a simple, like, like boss movie. rush, a revenge, yeah. like adventure film. Yeah. And this is like, this is what I grew up watching as a kid. Yes. And this is the the kids' movies that I watch right. that I can watch as an adult right. and get that same kind right. of experience. Yeah. Which is like. You have done such a special yes. thing for me there, Quarantino, to let yeah. me watch my children experience yeah. in this kind of real adult way. Yeah. That's 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 yeah. that, that's really meaningful to me, I man. I think Kill Bill might be his most famous movie. Yeah, I like, think in terms of like politics, but I think Kill Bill might be like in terms of like cultural references. Yeah, like, Kill Bill is like you know like big big big. Yeah, like that music that is from Kill Bill. Yeah, like people think that's like. Like, Tarantino took that song from, like, this random Japanese right, movie. Right, right. And put that in Kill Bill. And, like, we watched Kill Bill, now, you're like, oh, that's kind of corny. Yeah. Oh, it, it meant to that shit. Like, yeah, that was, that's like, where that's it started. Like, yeah. That is the coolest shit yeah, ever. Yeah, and I mean, like, he's referencing, like, 70s-style filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, that's, like, is. totally just yeah. saying that's sound design that would be in a 70s yeah, movie. Yeah. But he does that with all his films. Right, his movie's yeah, just like, yeah. I like the 70s. Right. I like the 80s. Yeah, so right. I'm going to do that. He'll pick some obscure song, and it'll yeah. be like, yeah. I, I, I fucking love Kill Bill. Well, the thing about Kill Bill, too, is, like, uh, this is his most stylistic movie. Yeah, I love this that. This film is in your fucking face. Yeah. I think the only issue I have with Kill Bill is there are parts of Volume 2 that are a little slow. I agree. But, I agree. But when you watch it as a whole thing... Yeah, it's nice it's to have those like slow a, moments. Yeah, it's kind of like a little chapter. The, only, the one scene that I didn't like in it, which I, I didn't like as as something well you know what i'm gonna take it back didn't like is not the right word <laughs> the one thing that stood out to me is a little bit weird is at the beginning of volume two when you have the recap of her driving along and she's yeah. like saying oh, i'm on yeah. the way to kill kill bill yeah. well, it's corny think, but it totally fits with the kind of movie that kill bill I is. is i bet who just did that because like they split it in the two movies yeah I, I that's that scene was just like that's exactly why yeah. i thought so too yeah and i think that it was just Which like kind of a cool way to do it but it was kind of like okay yeah it was kind of it kind of felt like thrown on top yeah. and it's just like i could have gone without that scene and just continued into it right but again it's the it's that kind of like choppiness that intentional right. kind of yeah. like cheesiness that yeah. is just kind of like i'm with it i'm in it yeah. like i i it feels right right and a fantastic um cameo from samuel jackson yeah, uh, and Uma Thurman as the bride is one of the most badass characters ever. Yeah, she's ever. Uma I Thurman don't care is what so sick. Ever, she is incredible. She's so good, movie, especially Volume Two. Yeah, she has. I mean, we have not seen it. I mean, towards the end, when you know the confrontation with Bill is extremely riveting. Yeah, and it's kind of sad. Yeah, it is. Um. Her acting in that is just so good. It had to be because I mean, you're waiting for this long, like the movie is called Kill Bill. Yeah, you know, you know what's gonna happen at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, there's something about that whole end sequence that is just so riveting to me. And I, I think, think it goes to Uma. Yeah, Roman. yeah. I I think. I think so too. I I love. I think Bill is such a great character in that. And he I remember. Great, I remember great watching. Too, David Carradine. He's, he's another so guy good. that was in the seventies that was brought back and yeah. just like read like yeah, just like this guy's still career. really good. Yeah. I I remember watching that first scene the first time when I was like a little kid and I was thinking it's just like this is boring. Right. This was not as cool as the rest yeah. of it. But I watched yes. it again. And it's just like man, that was fucking yeah. masterful. Yeah. It, yeah. It really is. And also the action of this movie. <laughs> Like, so good. I mean, all you have to say is 
fucking crazy 88. Yeah. Crazy, you know. 88. Yeah, 88. it's crazy like, 88s. That's all you have to say. That scene, it's been talked to, like, at nauseum yeah. about, like, how great that is. Yeah. It really, truly is, like, a marvel. It does everything right. It does, it's it has, it's ridiculous. a one take, it's like one take, it's like great, like, like. The sound design. Sound design's awesome. Bro. All the effects where they cut everything off, the ideas, the movement, you know. Pulling out the eyeball. The lights. Yeah. Where they go into like black the dark scenes, where yeah. they go through, yeah, going through the black yeah. and white, yeah. and it changes based on who she cuts and yeah. stuff. It's or, so like, cool. It's genius. It's so cool. I think that they even like went to black and light white when she like kind of lost some hearing. Yeah. So to oh, show right. yeah. that like she lost some sensory yeah. information, yeah. so it's like lost color and stuff. I think it was I so creative. I was like, I think someone asked like why that choice was because some of the film is a black and white. Like, yeah. The beginning, yeah. But um. And oh my god, the beginning of this movie is so brutal. Yeah, and it, like so, and it should be. You know, like the, every you know beat that he hits in the film works. It's, yeah, because it is a revenge movie, and you really have to feel for the bride. Yeah, and holy shit, like the beginning, it's like shot in the fucking head. I know. And, like when she does, she looks. I mean, like. I mean, whoever did the makeup is just, like, incredible. I was, ever since I saw it when I was, like, 14, that image of her in the, in the like, in the dirt, or, like, yeah, the dirt, I guess, like, on, the, on her back with the wedding gown and just literally looked like her face was eaten by, like, a wolverine or yeah. something. <laughs> that will always be stuck in my head. Yeah. It's such a brutal image, and she is so incredible in that scene. Yeah. But that works, but I think... I saw an interview with, like, why does he do black and white for yeah. selection? Just so it's not MC-17. Oh, interesting. There's a part where, you know, when she pulls the eyeball out, that's pretty fucking... Yeah. That's pretty gory. And so, uh, that turns into black and white when you do that. And I think that was, like, partly with the MPAA yeah. that you didn't want to see, like, uh... Yeah. Uh, weird that's interesting that's a creative way to get through the mpa yeah. rating but i also loved it because like it when worked. you pull out the eye it's like it makes sense it's like you lose right, some colors worked. or yeah, something yeah. Uh, scientifically that's yeah. not really how yeah. it works but, it but was, like yeah. it's just like i get it thematically yeah, yeah, this right. was cool right, right. <laughs> i um and it lets it be r <laughs> i saw this funny blooper of um, like doing that yeah and she was like <laughs> she's like oh fuck can i do that again <laughs> but i love i love that i wish that clip was going around because like people that are like yeah violence is bad at movies well, that was fun can i do that again yeah yeah like, it's a movie yeah you know it's movie violence it's yeah. different than you know i always refer to the whenever i think it's so well i also think of the most famous Quentin Tarantino interview ever. Yeah. When he was, like, promoting this movie. And this, like, fucking lady. Yeah. Like, old lady was, like, interviewing him over, like, Skype. And she was like, why is so much violence in your movies? And, like, he was so annoying, obviously, yeah. by that question. And he was like, because it's so much fun, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, Every yeah. time I think of Kill Bill, I'm just like, man, that movie's so much fun, Janet. It's so much fun. I, uh, I, I like that for that. I, I think that the other thing about all these like the criticisms about like uh, about it being like violent and stuff or all those things are people using it as a figurehead about it corrupting the youth is that like yeah, what, what i love what i love about quentin tarantino he's just like i don't care if it's corrupting the yeah, youth. I, don't care. I don't care if Django's racist 
I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I literally don't. I just yeah. make the movie whatever way well, I want also, to like, make. It's, it's, just, it's just dog you can call. You know, like, it's just, it's just like... It's not the first one to do this. Like, uh, exactly. Like, these are like yeah. crazy violent movies. Like, uh, it's just like, again, it's the thing to me is just like this happens over and over again. I'm not surprised yeah. that people are saying this, but it has just as little validity. Yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, controversial behind that really showed how dumb, like they're just looking for a clickbait title with these movies. Like, yeah. It was so, every everything was wrong. Like yeah. all the yeah. clickbait articles that came out were so dumb. None yeah. of them were valid. Yeah. Like none of them stuck. It's just the it's just the thing is just that when you have movies that are that don't quite which let you kind of choose your interpretations of them. Yeah. And which is kind of anxiety producing to people who watch movies or just boring, you know, or right. like they watch and it's just like, well, how should I feel about this yeah. movie? And then there's an article that comes out about like think about it this way or look yeah. at this interpretation. Right. People kind of latch on to it because it's easy and like with the violence thing, that's just really easy. culturally easy yeah. and just very like high volume in what people people will read right yeah. now so again it like makes sense and i don't really criticize people for having that opinion yeah. it's just to me it's just like if we sat down and had a discussion about this yeah. i know you don't have much reasons behind this right this is not well yeah, thought out and like, and i know that like it would not stand up to a real discussion about yeah. this which is okay if you want to just yeah. feel that way about this movie right but you're missing out in my opinion because i think <laughs> yeah. this is great yeah, it's so fucking fun, fun janet <laughs> so what fun janet uh okay so, so yeah, Kill Bill fucking That's my brilliant. three. So what's number your three? three? It looks like our three too. Kill Bill? Yeah. Yeah. So number two is Django Kid. I yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, Django Kid is the first Quentin Tarantino movie I ever saw. Yep. And wow, I didn't know yeah, that. I, I saw Django in two thousand twelve, like I saw it when it came out. So I was like I was like fourteen. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It. And I was like, What the fuck is this? Like yeah, I watched it with yeah. my dad. Yeah. And he was like, oh, dude, Quentin Tarantino. Like, I watched it with dad. my dad for the first time, too. Oh, really? It's such, like, a dad movie to watch yeah, together. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this is a great son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, he was like, oh, you don't know who Quentin Tarantino is? I was like, no. And then I watched Pulp Fiction. And that yeah. kind of, like, got me into, like, cinema. Yeah. So, again, like, I was, I was always super into it. But, like, really, like... It's like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah, like, oh, well, there are other movies than, you know, Star Wars. Black yeah. <laughs> And so, um, Django, I think, is masterful. Yeah, I, I do, think too. Also, I'm a big fan of Spaghetti Westerns. You know, yeah. I have the Blu-ray over there. Um, the Man with No Game trilogy. Yeah. Uh, and this was his take of on Western. Spaghetti Western. And I love it. And I think it, it is perfect for Quentin Tarantino to do that. I think there's elements of Spaghetti Western and Kill Bill. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and in Hateful Eight, but it's, hateful a, eight. it's more a of a, it's a more of a whodunit yeah, with a yeah. Western skin. Yeah, and um, I think Kill Bill is so. I think the thing that blows me away about him, and, like we were talking about on paper, is I was a friend of Tarantino. Yeah, but he came up to me, was like, "Hey, I got a script about a, <laughs> a slave that you know, you know." Uh, just discovered by a bounty hunter, and this bounty hunter turns the slate into another bounty hunter, and he goes to save his wife from a plantation. I would be like, dude, that's amazing, but do you really want to do that? Yeah. Because that's ballsy. Yeah. To make an action movie that is set in slave, like, yeah. and a slave is like, the hero, that's all, that is a brilliant idea, 
But, dude, like, that's pretty risky. Yeah. And he goes, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and he makes it and anyways. I'm making a $100 million budget, and that's, this is, I'm going to make what I want to make. Yeah. I'm going to have a Tupac song <laughs> play <laughs> when Django suiting up all these people in a, uh, in a plantation mansion. Yeah. And you're going <laughs> to love it. And I... Fucking do. Yeah. And the thing about this movie is the action is my favorite action of any character. Even more than Kill Bill. Yeah. I think the use of blood in this movie is really good. It's great. It's so good. It's, that's the thing that I hate about, like, that people just don't understand about the violence. It's so, it's movie violence. It's so over yeah. the top. Yeah. If someone gets shot in this movie, it's like, like, so much blood. Like so so, there's a point where blood. at the end of the movie where someone gets shot she flies like a different direction. Say yeah, it's like it's a say bye. Say bye to Mrs. Oh, whoever yeah, it yeah. is. It's like bye. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and uh so but the characters in the movie are fucking brilliant. Yeah, I all love of them. The characters. And this movie's two hours and forty five minutes, and yeah. it doesn't feel that at all feels like a 30 minute movie like this yeah because it's so the way that this movie starts is so uh sad yeah riveting yeah slings chained up and like walk run miles yeah it gets right into it like uh you know christoph waltz finds them and is looking for you know i can't remember what he's doing but who look, he's looking for a guy. Oh, he's, yeah, looking he's looking for looking Django. For the owner, yeah. Right, he kills the slave owner. Yeah, he's looking. It's the he's looking for a cup, a pair of brothers who yes, yes, right, were yeah. like who are like like uh, bandits working for a right. plantation owner, right. and Django re- knew them because they right. were his abusers right. Right. in so his last he, plantation. So Christoph Waltz's character is so great. Yeah, Doctor King Sulks, who is like it's a complete one eighty of what. Yeah, Kershaw Walk played in Django. It's similar in the in sense a, that it's kind glorious. of like like a brilliant maniac, except that he's this, except that he's a really good-hearted person. Yeah, it's just like he changed. Yeah, it's 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 he's changed from being a sociopath to like this like like this professor gone rogue. Yeah, yeah. Who like the, the kid, that character is so great because he's so warm-hearted. Like he yeah. genuinely cares for Django. Yeah, and like. I got their journey together. It's so good. It's so like it really is emotional. Like it really does. Like and it's just such a brilliant idea to yeah. do that. And I think like it's so hard to talk about. I, it's so like touchy subject, but like the idea of a slave, you know, becoming this hero in this time. Yeah. It's just so, it's just automatically riveting. It's I mean, just, I was just satisfied to see the underdog who I was rooting for, the slave, right. be able to gain the freedom, even if it's unrealistic, to right. go and murder all these people who are clearly despicable. Right. Right. Which maybe it's more appropriate for me to dwell in the world where I see these people I'm rooting for have these horrendous things done for them, like in 12 Years a Slave, because it's how yeah. history actually happened. Right. And I need to recognize that because I'm white and I should be ashamed yeah. that the people who I hate, who are my ancestors, are doing that to the people right. who I'm rooting for, yeah. who are not my ancestors. Right. And my ancestors used to think it's good. And it's just like, it's just like, if that's, uh, that's fine if that's the case, but I just yeah. enjoy watching Django more because yeah. I like seeing yeah. the slave 
beat kill all these sick fucks yeah, right. do these yeah, terribly well, racist that, things. I think it's so, yeah, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, if you really watch this movie, it's like, you know, it's just a great underdog revenge yeah. story. Like, in this, you know, kind of realistic time. Yeah. Like, this could be just a movie about, like, you know, like, it could be a sci-fi movie. Yeah. You know, like, just with, you know, the poor person. Yeah. And, you know, the rich people. Yeah, like, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. You do that, but I think it's such an added element to root it in this. Yeah. It makes it more brutal. And Leonardo DiCaprio is uh, so good. John is definitely top five Leo performances. He's incredible in this yeah, movie. Yeah. Uh, there are so many great scenes. Um, like, obviously, the scene at the dinner when he uh, is showing the skull. Yeah. Of the, the, you know, we're talking about like Homo sapiens. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, that is just. The thing about that, that got so much criticism was like wow quick Tarantino like wrote that yeah it looks like dude is this a good writer this dude is like racist I mean the thing about it's like like which is ridiculous about it is that he wrote that because people think that right and that's yeah, what yeah, people yeah. thought right exactly, so you want yeah. him to portray someone who's racist and awful yeah. but not have him believe the things that that character right. would at the time yeah. and yeah. that would make him it would make him less racist yeah. to not put that in there yeah. even though he would be a character who would believe that right. but the fact that that character would say it on screen is somehow more racist yeah I I also think like I'm fine if people want to tell me that like I'm being racist somehow for liking this movie or like supporting this for and like these things like I really support that because I don't want to be unsensitive yeah. I don't want to support my heroes blindly I don't want to support Quentin Tarantino just because I like Tarantino yeah. you know I would love to be elevated in that but every like description or talk about people saying this is racist and yeah. you should feel bad for liking it, it's just like I understand this, but your criticism was with yeah, society. It's not, it's not with not. this movie. No. Your your criticism was this like we're still every all white people are still like racist or at least we're still living yeah. in a racist white America. And it's just yeah. like that's true. Yeah. But Jacob's yeah. still awesome. Yeah, he's still like he's not he's trying to like you know, it's not that. Yeah, like, you're not making any criticisms movie. about the film. Movie, yeah. And also like the whole idea that the N word is used, you know, too much yeah. movie. It's like dude. Like, he's making a period piece. Like, what do you want him to do? I'm not claiming that it's okay. I'm claiming that, like, I'm claiming that he should be allowed to do that. Yeah. And I should should be be allowed allowed to watch it and like it, you know? I'm not saying it's, like, okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's just... I'm saying if you're offended by it, be offended by it. Yeah. Go for it. He wants you to feel that way. Yeah. I li- I see it and I laugh at it. Yeah. And I'm going to keep doing yeah. that because I think it's fucking funny. Well, also, it's just, like, it's true. Yeah. I mean, like, he's telling a... You don't want to. It's not fake. Yeah. You know that's what they. That's how they talk. Yeah. In yeah. Like you're not gonna like. I think it would be a disservice if you. I was like, it would be like if you didn't do that. Be like it's not really authentic. Yeah. It's not. If they refer to the slaves as something else. Yeah. Like. What? Like, this yeah. is not accurate. And I think that's that... A, that's a thing that's not going to do about that. Like, if you did anything else, like, yeah. if you didn't use the N-word, yeah. and, like, refer to, like, have characters refer to slaves yeah. as totally different word, people would be like... What? That's not historically accurate. I think what people think are, like, offended by it is not necessarily the use of the word, but the use that he would portray it in, like, a comedic setting. Like, the Ku Klux Klan being funny or something like that. You know, yeah, which well, like to I mean, me, which on. to me, it's like, it's like, it's just like a director should be allowed to portray this information in whatever way he wants but to. Also, like, that's comedy. Like, you, yeah, it's a dark thing. Yeah. 
Gates right like like I, I think like they're this this thing with Gates appears to be special now. Like yeah. it kinda connects to that. Like Gates appears to be special. He's talking about really dark subjects. Yeah. And makes it funny. Yeah. Like that's comedy. Like yeah. I think comedy's gonna be pushed forward when we could do that. Yeah, I and do if too. You don't think that's funny, you will go right to resort well i mean this is why this movie is great because he does things like that that people wouldn't do normally and i think that like the criticism people have of that is just like watch black klansman and you see and you laugh at those ku klux klaners because because you feel more comfortable when a black man does it to be okay that it's okay laughing at that which i understand that i feel the same way i'm a little bit more comfortable laughing at the ku klux klan because a black man told me it's okay that it's funny well also i feel that way yeah (laughs) like but you know it's fucked yeah, too. Like yeah, it's dark comedy. Yeah, but like I mean, I'm not saying it's like you don't think that's funny. Yeah, you don't have to like it. Which, I'm just saying, like, but like what I request that this, the 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 comparison I'm making is just like is the funniness of like Quentin Tarantino's Django Unchained and the funniness of Black Klansmen's Klan's yeah. Clan, is it different? You know. And are you more allowed to laugh at one and the other for and more of a reason than the fact that Spike Lee is black and Tarantino yeah. is not? Which I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I maybe I can investigate that and I'd have my opinion on it. But yeah. I think and I think that like, like they have their own controversies, but in my opinion, I don't think one's okay versus the race of the other person yeah. because I think that would be a racist issue. You yeah. know? I don't think that's the I don't think that's a problem at play. Yeah. Maybe there's another problem, and I think if there is a problem, then right. both of those films have that problem. Yeah. But yeah. but and I it's, again I understand the controversy but my complaint is that yeah. it's supposed to be controversial. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be, but like in a way that's like not. People are missing. Taste. People are missing the point about yeah, why it's controversial. Okay, end of story. I think people just miss the point. I mean, yeah. sometimes because they get so caught up of like, oh, this is not what I'm used to seeing. Yeah, and like that just frustrates me. Yeah, because yeah. it's just like, bro. Like this, it's art. Yeah, you're supposed to feel things. Yeah, if you are a guy, that's good. Yeah, you know. I, I what I what I what I don't like is just like I I like these emotional first reactions because I have these emotional first yeah. reactions to movies. This does. happens to this all the time. It's very human. Yeah. And I think what what's ups, what's like what's I think is problematic is the request for people to kind of go out and throw these judgments along the lines that are basically requesting that these movies be censored. Because yeah, they're offensive, that, well, and that, it's just like this is where this all stems from. I really do not want that to happen. Yeah, like, in this day and age, it literally could happen. Like, yeah, I'm just so fucking scared of like that. Like, I'm so scared of like Disney. Like, for example, like there's a story coming out right now that Disney bought Fox. Yeah, and Taika Waititi's new film, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Is you know a satire on Holocaust. It's, right. It's right. What's hilarious and a Taika Waititi. Yeah. You know, and. Disney is afraid, it's R-rated, obviously, yeah. and they are afraid that their core audience won't go see it. So they, and that, I'm like, whoa, dude, back the fuck up. Yeah. That is, that is bullshit. That yeah. is like, you are censoring someone's vision, you yeah. are censoring someone's art that you didn't produce. Yeah. That is something that is just 
unacceptable. And I think I think that that's going to be something. I mean, this has happened before. We've seen this before. Where studios, movies made through big studios and stuff, do basically for uh, you walk cutting through all the bullshit and the like, the bureaucratic stuff. Yeah. They're being censored by these yeah. like these studios yeah. for rate for because of their core audience, yeah. because of like budget, because of like the demographic, all those right. kinds of things. All of it. They're being censored yeah. because they don't think it will make money. Right. And I think that there's always going to be those big studios that are censoring these really great films in these kinds right. of ways. But I do also think that as long as long as we can do independent stuff and as long as we have the internet, yeah. there's going to be these films that maybe not a lot of people will know. They won't right. be as famous as Avengers. Yeah. They won't make the big budgets, right. but people will have a venue that they can put stuff out yes. there. Maybe these artists won't survive and they can only make one movie, yeah. but thank God they'll make yeah. that one movie. Yeah, right. yeah. Thank God that that can happen. And thank God Tarantino has been so successful, yeah. in my opinion, to make all these movies. Because right. they are really I valuable. Mean, thank God is losing their money. Yeah. Good, we would have... You know, <laughs> we would never seen seen Django. No, it would have no. stopped at Reservoir Dogs. No. All right. So what's your number two? Hollywood. Hollywood. Okay, Hollywood's yeah. my number two, which yeah. I think that that's one of those things that's like, uh, again, these uh, Hollywood Kill Bill bastards, Django, all yeah. those kind of flip flop like around. Kind of flip. Hollywood. Those are, so those are the pulp. Uh, are all his last, like yeah. all, all they're all masterpieces in a different way, yeah. and I think that the, the reason Hollywood is number two right now is because um, uh, it's the most recent one I watched. Yeah. It's my, it's the first one I saw in theaters. It really resonates with me and how I think films should be made, yeah. and it really, it, 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 I had such a good experience with it that it was just, it was just a really important movie for me yeah. this year. Yeah. And one of the most important movies I've seen in a really long time, and it yeah. really inspired me in what how I want to make my art. Yeah. And the only thing is, the one thing I would complain about like Hollywood is that the the soundtrack doesn't resonate with me as much as the sure. other films. But sure. I read an interpretation about it that makes me like it more. That the whole soundtrack is radio soundtrack, yeah, is, yeah. which I want to watch the movie with that interpretation, yeah. and I feel like I'm gonna like the soundtrack it's, a lot more. I like the soundtrack; it's cool. There's like there's cool like. Yeah. I, I liked it. I liked it, but the Potter thing I didn't Weir. like about it is that like I didn't get. It's just like I don't get the motivation behind this. But yeah. now that it's like, oh, it's the radio, then I'm like, oh, that clicks. I understand you why like, it was done in that weird way. Oh, like, like oh, how it was like playing in the movie. And yeah, stuff? yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, I thought uh, it was kind of like the songs. Yeah, and I wanna, I wanna like rewatch it now and see if like yeah. he tracks it where it's only I music. I, I thought that was really cool. I, I noticed that like a lot of scenes were happening where like the songs were being played through the radio, and it was kind of like and, implying like, that. Stuff. But I always, I always felt like that was something he always did, you know. So yeah, I, which, yeah. which, but but I mean, they were they're big hits, big radio hits. Yeah. All his movies ha do have like From things like that. Yeah. But the thing that's different about this is I think he really limited it. I'm curious to, again, I'm curious to watch it again with that interpretation yeah. and see what I'll find. Yeah. So that but the first two times I watched it, that was the one thing that I thought was weak, but I yeah. felt like maybe I don't quite get it and right. I think I didn't quite get yeah. it. Right. So I'm going to watch it as like a radio right. soundtrack. But I I, I just love Hollywood. Yeah, it's just one of those great. movies that like I watched all of these movies like back to back and right. I watched them like fresh. I, I started again with Reservoir Dogs and walked them up, worked up cr chronologically. And it's just one of those movies that I just thought like, it's not like it's like stand out better than all of them. It's just one of those things that it's just like, 
I want to watch this so many times. Yeah, I, I want to watch like it so this many is times. So rewatchable, and it's so fresh, and it's just exciting to be able to be making interpretations and feel like I get to like yeah. have my opinion about it before there's like this well-crafted statement on what it is. Because all these other movies kind of have like Tarantino like statement or opinion yeah. about it that everyone has. Like Django's kind of like this controversial thing, or Inglorious Bastards, this really well-loved yeah. kind of contra all this kind of stuff. Django's well-loved too. Yeah, all Her, these Django's like. Yeah, people love that movie. And I, th- I, I, but I, I, the, I mean, we're not the minority on that. Yeah, no. And I think, I, I think that, but Hollywood right now is it's just very controversial. Yeah, and in the sense of likely or not. Yeah, and I, and I, and it's just, it just, it's just kind of cool. It's kind of novel right now to just be a huge fan of Hollywood. Right. So I think I'm just like really gravitating to yeah. that, and a lot of many reasons yeah, where sure. it just really resonates with me in a lot of Absolutely. ways. So my favorite movie right now, yeah. and it's, I'd say, I would say, is my favorite Tarantino movie right now. Although yeah, his yeah, best yeah. one is clearly it's Pulp Fiction. It's Pulp Fiction. I mean, it's Pulp Fiction. There's like no. The thing is like I. I thought about it a little bit trying <laughs> to argue a different one, but I just there's no okay. good argument. The thing about Pulp Fiction is, like I've never actually like talked. It's funny. Like I'm trying to do this, but I've never actually like discussed Pulp Fiction in like a review or analytical type of way. Yeah. Like I've always like yeah, true. I know, because it's like everyone said everything. So I really want, like. I, you know, Paul Cookson is genius for, for so, so many genius. reasons. And I think, like, for one, is like Reservoir Dogs, this movie is fucking cool. So it's just cool. cool. It's, it's so cool. out of this on a thematic level, still cool as well. Just avoid, enjoy the vibe. It's so cool. Um, obviously, the thing that. I always, 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 always go to when I think of Paul Fiction. The characters. Yep. Looks at Lega, Jules, um, Buddy, uh, Kill Ross character. I can't remember his name. Uh, what's, uh, what is Buddy the boxer? Buddy the, the, what the like girl in the beginning. Oh, oh, yeah, Buddy yeah. and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know his name. I don't I, even I don't know, know who has a name. I don't, I don't really I remember. I've seen him like 10 times. Yeah, I feel like I, I don't think he even has a name. But, um... Did someone knock? I don't think so. Okay. Moving but, on. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Obviously, Leo Wallace, as well. Yeah. Uh, they, and, 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 uh, Rings as, um... Why am I blanking so fucking much right I'm now? I'm Bruce Willis. Marcellus. Oh, yeah, Marcellus. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, or, yeah, and, uh, Bruce Willis. What the fuck is his name? I don't know, dude. I have no idea. Oh, God. I, Who's boxer? I uh, mean, honestly, uh, Tarantino has some of the most memorable names. I can't believe I can't remember yeah, them. Anyway. Well, they're complicated names. This is another all thing. The they're cool. Are Butch. Butch, yeah. All the characters are great. And Butch's girlfriend is really... Uh, there are so many... The thing that I love about this movie is... It's so thematically consistent. Like, when you first watch it, all these, there's so many stories, obviously, and yeah. this film is really, you know, highly regarded in the sense of, like, how it was constructed. And, like, this non-linear style does make it really, really cool, and it makes it uh, unique amongst other things. But I think the way that the story is told, you know, from what I read and stuff, it's just like, Karakuda was like, this is, like, a cool way to do it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's just what it is. I mean, it's not really a reasoning for it. Yeah. It's just like, this is just a cool way to tell a story. And it is. It's really riveting, because at the end of the day, this is just a crime thriller. Yeah. And, but the way that it's told is so unique. 
I mean, if you really start breaking down, like, the ads in the beginning, you know, the, like, it's just, it's crazy. The middle like, happens somewhere at, before yeah, the ending. Yeah, like, you can start thinking about it, you'll just be like, there's no, it's not worth it. Yeah. But, it's a testament, because it's so well constructed, that you know, you're not confused. No, no, never. Even when I first saw it, I knew where things happened and yeah. stuff like that. But and, and, the, and things that are left behind, like the ending, you, it's just enough time to remember. She's like, oh, yeah. Right. That I had yeah. just seen enough, and he right. doesn't cut at a way like sometimes movies like cut and like write it important information. And you're just thinking about what are they gonna do at the yeah. end of that for the rest of the scene yeah. that th- following it until you right. get back to that point. Right. But like like cliffhangers on TV shows or something, yeah. all you can think about is the cliffhanger, and they're just like just like pulling you out because they can, and right. it's making it more exciting. Right. But like this movie, it's just paced enough where it's yeah. just like. Yeah, that was I left off that got a little too intense for me and I'm yeah. glad I took a break from it, yeah. saw all this stuff and now I'm back in it right, right after all that thematically important stuff that prepares me for this next shit yeah. of this other person's yeah. story yeah. that I didn't know I needed to prepare from in this person's story yeah. to get me to this point in this person's life, <laughs> which leads into this guy getting <laughs> raped that somehow is important to this guy's story. So, another thing that I always blown away by is like, to me, the thing on this movie is like so. I mean, it's open to interpretation, but I always yeah. view this movie as like kind of a statement on like humans and how, no matter what you. I mean, it follows to hit them. Yeah. And they kill people for a living. Yeah. But like, they have dreams, they have aspirations, yeah. and they have lives, and they have. Uh, heart and I think like there's something so uh, beautiful about that like it's like taking people that are considered scum of the earth yeah maybe they're just trying to live yeah and these are just people that you know aren't good hearted people yeah but they're just stuck in this bad situation like I- obviously the last part you know, Jules is talking about, I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to leave this. Yeah. Thing. You know, like, they're talking about, like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, yeah. I have, I want to, I just want to walk. I, I think know? that, I think it's, it's interesting that, like, it's like this whole level of, like, these criminals working, like, above the law on these kinds of things and all interacting with this kind of, like, spiritual karma yeah. that's affecting them in different ways, right. you know? Where, like, Butch kills somebody and has all this stuff happens and he has this, but yes. then he saves a guy yes. and he's able to succeed yes. and save his girlfriend and bring them on to yes. a better life. Yes. Or this thing where, like, Jules is able to save... This, this 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 restaurant yes. from all these people yes. but they still steal all yes. the money from these people yes. so did he save them or yes. not did he validate himself yes. you know or the fact that vince when he doesn't quit at the right time and he ends up getting killed yes. you know was he yes. not listening to karma you yeah. know all those kinds yeah. of things it's all this kind of like yes I, I wouldn't I wouldn't make like this big like argument that this film's about karma, but like that was like one of the the prevalent yeah. themes of that like that. It's like oh, it's about these people like being affected by their actions right. and kind of like this equal like an equal reaction causes an opposite reaction. Right. Yeah. And you see this kind of push pull thing throughout this whole movie yeah. where this person did this and it pushed, caused this person to do this back, yeah. and it's like this flow that goes right. back and forth, and it's just this really yeah. astounding way. Uh, yeah, I mean it's just like. It's just one of those movies that like everything just 
clicks. It does. It's it it's works. unbelievable. And like, it's definitely one of the best scripts ever written. I mean, yeah. if you ever get a chance, actually read it. Because like, yeah. they're it's actually published. And you like buy like the script, like you buy it. Uh, it's fucking amazing. It's just as good as watching it. It's yeah. Just, such an amazing piece of writing which yeah which i think that like that's really one of the things I, i've been i've been having this thought that i really feel like film is behind based on other literature like literature and writing and stuff like books are so good at telling this really complicated story in yeah. such an interesting way right. and i don't think film is quite caught up yet except for tarantino yeah. and a lot of other filmmakers but tarantino's is one yeah. of those guys who i think writes movies at the level of narrative complexities that books yeah. can write narrative yeah. complexities which is amazing that he can do that in an hour and a half yeah yeah that's why pulp fiction is so genius yeah. because it's like a whole novel yeah. in an hour and a half yeah um, i think I mean, obviously, we can go on and talk about, like, Paul Fitzgerald, how iconic, you know, Royale Tunes, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can quote it all day long, because the whole dead, movie baby. is quotable. Zed's dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I say, God damn. <laughs> that's a good one, too. I, always, yeah, I love that. Um, there's so many great, like, iconic suits. Like, this movie's also just cool. Like I said, like, there's so many cool... Uh, like cinematography, the settings are so yeah. cool. I mean, Jack Rabbit, you know, the, the yeah. diner is just incredible. Man. Literally, like, every frame is iconic. It is. Literally. It kind of is. There's so many cool, like, uh, stylistic choices that Tarantino did that I think is so great. Like, yeah. um, when Blitz kills the other boxer and he's in the car, and yeah. it's very clearly a, uh, a green screen, like a black and white green screen, yeah. and then, like, going through the. Yeah, it's so it's cool. It's such a cool stylistic choice like no one would really do that yeah and like it works in this movie like they also do that with the Zendaya and uh um Mia are dragging to the diner they also do that effect too it's just yeah. this cool like it's almost like he takes like exploitation yeah uh themes and like crime movies and it's, it's just so many different genres that are kind of blended in this one it's it's so masterpiece. it's so strange that he will like go between <laughs> Bless you. That'll go between <laughs> that'll go between like going between like this hyper realism where you're so immersed in like this really brutal and like personal experience between yeah. people, and then kind of like that fantasy place. Yeah. You know, like the you know even the, that whole diner scene where they're dancing. Yeah. That whole thing feels like is this happening? It's all of iconic suit error. Or the, or again all the scenes where they're driving and it's clearly green scene is right. green. It's like he's he's purposely doing that to give it to make it feel like a or movie. Like, yeah, it's like hey, you're watching a movie. Now. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's usually people who try to do and incorporate all that stuff on the second movie they make right. fail horribly. Right. And he somehow did it in a way that like inspired everybody right. to make movies better. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And also like there's another thing that I love about this movie that I feel like not a lot of people talk about too is like I love how it's almost like like er, like earlier sometimes you get closure with characters like earlier in the film yeah like there's like the point where you know this Dega kind of like um when he saves mia yeah like he has this moment of pure like love almost he's like yeah he's like yeah I'm just you know like very mia's very honest that scene is what i think i love that ever. scene i it's love like that so scene cute 
Yeah. And he said that these people are heroin addicts and, you know, crazy, yeah. you know, crime boss wife. Yeah. But, like, they're human. Like, I, yeah. I, I always take yeah. it as, like, they're so these people human. are so damaged, but they also, like, I don't know. I, I like to think about, like, Tarantino's making, like, he wanted to make a movie. And a lot of his movies are like this, too, about, like, quote-unquote bad people or criminals. Yeah, yeah. And he makes them, he sympathizes them. He makes yeah. them uh, likable. And I think, like, he does that to this movie, like, f- like to, to the hunger's degree. And it's and not like... Also, like, really fun, just scenes. Like, the scene where they shoot Marvin in the face and they just have to clean yeah. the car. Is that really, like, necessary? necessary? Yeah. Not really, but it's so entertaining. And it yeah. makes you learn so much about these characters. Yeah, and it's like, it's it just leads them in, like, these situations that are just, like, it's just good story writing. Yeah. It's just good story writing that, yeah. like, things like that to happen where not everything, because sometimes when it's exhausting to make it where you're trying to make every scene feel poignant. Yeah. And it gets backwards. You're trying to say, I'm trying to send a message, which every scene I do. And it's just like the the irony about that is that he's not trying to do that, but he ends up doing right. that anyways. Right. Because all, because it's all connected and that all these scenes are experiences and lessons in these people's lives yeah. that, yeah. that leads to, to a, like, like a, it's like an arc in their yeah. life and you know that their lives continue but or that their lives end right it's so poignant because like you see them learn these things but yeah. some of these characters ultimately die yeah earlier in the film and then you see them kind of learn their arc at the end of the, like i'm talking about like, yeah. and jules yeah but, like i don't know it's just so and it's, it's like it's a movie i've never it's still Never should have been like this. I haven't like, either. I think it's so cool. I, I love Vincent's trajectory because you're right. He yeah. kind of has resolution earlier in the film, Comparable which makes sense. Okay. Then when he dies, it's just like, oh, dude, you've outlived your screen time. Right, yeah. It makes sense in both like a filmic sense yeah. and that he outlived his arc of a screen time in a story sense and for that character if right. he was in this real world. Right. You know? Yeah. You already came to your resolution. You should have made like a different decision right. on this. You know, you should have right. gone with Jules and moved on. Right. You know? Yeah. But you decided not to and you you're you chose to be on the screen again yeah and that means you die <laughs> yeah and also like i love um you look like bucky's character like when, yeah when he's like introduced you think like oh this is this gonna go anywhere but the whole story of him and marcellus and how like that's all connected yeah um and like i just think that is just like there's something about he finds human connection and moments in Crazy violence. Yeah. Just, that is the beauty of this movie. And, and I don't think he's doing it in a way where, in the way that people claim, where you're sympathizing with bad role models. No, you I know? Don't you are. Which I don't really think that's a good I think you're argument either. With a human being. Yeah, which I, because he thinks, because the bad decisions and criminal decisions they make are still criminal decisions, you yeah. know? Like he puts it up and he doesn't try to make it cool that, like, when, like, Vincent buys all that Coke from right. that guy, you know? It's just a <laughs> moment where he's buying Coke. Character. You know, yeah, and it's and it's and it's he's just friends with this guy, you know, and it's not like he's I not like saying it's it's just it's just this moment, you yeah. know, and it's not care colored in any way. Yeah. It's just about like this guy does drugs, right? Yeah, it's, it's it's just like it's also just an interesting 
it's a world that we don't see. Yeah, and so, people, like, people, I think it's just cool to see a world like that. And I think that like the thing that like I'll use Breaking Bad as an example, where it's just like uh-huh. I've had criticisms where people say I just can't like that show because Walter Rice is such an Walter White is such like an awful person. And it's just like he well, is, the and that the show is about you saying that you make that interpretation about that person. Right. But the also, thing, the thing about good filmmaking is that they're not telling you to have that feeling about that yeah. person. It's that it's so good at telling that story that you can make yeah. that assessment but about that also, person. So I could break it down. I think it, it is very similar in the sense of like, but the kind of curves of Heisenberg, you yeah. still kind of like it. Yeah. Like you're like, like you want to see it succeed, but it's yeah. doing like horrible things. Yeah. Because you connect to I what mean, he's doing. People, I like reading about Ted Bundy. You know, he's an awful human being, but I want if he if his story is there every yeah. time his Wikipedia articles out about anytime there's something about Ted Bundy, yeah. I read his Wikipedia. Horrible person because it's so, it's so engaging. Yeah. It's so engaging. Yeah. It's something about right. that. Does but that so, mean I want to kill people? No, I really don't. Not. It disturbs me. I don't want to kill anybody. Of course not. Uh, I wanted to ask you too. Yeah. Did you laugh when Marlon got shot? Yeah, of I course. I definitely. I laugh every single time. Uh, it's so funny. It's so funny. And I mean, like, I, not to say that, like, everyone should find it funny, because no, it parents, is violent. Were, I, my parents tell me a story about when we went and saw a movie in 1994 and theaters, yeah. they were just appalled. Yeah, and I mean, but like. I see it happen, like, everyone in the theater is laughing, and they're like, what the fuck? I mean, like. I didn't see anything like that before. And I mean, like, I, I think that it's, it's interesting because I laugh at Marvin, but then, like, I also have a bad experience when I go to Hereditary and people are laughing at that, you know? And, like, saying that. You know, and that's right, an inter- really interesting debate, you know? Because well, I feel it's like. It's supposed to be funny. Which, like, which. They which, set it up in the movie that it's. You don't know who Marvin is. Yeah. Like, and also, like, the whole reality. Action that they had. Yeah. Fucking like, oh, you saw Marvin in the face. What the fuck? Which, which, which I didn't like. The the effect is funny. Yeah. Because you don't see him like, it's just, there's a lot of it that makes it funny. Which, like, to me, what's funny about that scene is that these guys are not reacting to him dying. They're reacting to the mess that it's caused. Right. That's what's so funny about that scene. And what I find disturbing of people laughing at Hereditary is just like, this character is clearly really distressed. Yeah. I don't like you laughing at this character that's so distressed. That's really different if this thing is shot. Marlon and they pulled over and they were like oh my god or like if Jules would be like be like saying it's just like haha you shot him stop being a little bitch you little pussy you know if he said something like that then it's just like I wouldn't laugh you know I don't think it's funny when people criticize (laughs) like their friends for thinking that for thinking that killing people isn't cool but that's not what they were laughing at no they were like yeah I just got this car cleaned I just just vacuumed it's such a different reaction that anyone would have yeah it's just they kill people on a daily basis yeah it's normal it's it's normal character like yeah of course it's like dropping an egg on the floor that's what it's like to them it's like if you're a professional cook and you drop an egg on the floor it's like fuck now i have to clean this up you have to call harley cartel to come clean it up yeah spray with the hose to get the blood off you look like dorks yeah that's the one scene in the movie where i'm like a little like what is this like quick characters characters like my house dead storage yeah yeah like, i don't know that was i i, I, I like I, I like that scene. it's funny but <laughs> yeah. it's like i i do i do think that it's just it maybe it kind of felt like something when i watch like it it's, it's like it's like, like he wrote that in like he's just saying this is dropping the edward. yeah it's it, like, okay. yeah it does kind of it does kind of feel like it maybe it's just like oh i have an opportunity yeah i know yeah like, I, you know agree. I, mean? I i totally agree like, with that like a different 
like, this is an actor. I'll be like, oh, that's funny. But yeah. like, it's like him. It's just like, it's I just want to like, say it. <laughs> why do you really want to do that? <laughs> why do you have to play that role? Yeah, but uh, I, I agree with that. And uh, that's the only thing that but, but I still I still like that scene it's a lot. It's still funny. Like it's still I enjoy it, but it's still like it's just like okay. Well, that has been a solid two hours of straight yeah, Tarantino. Yeah, I think we should call it to the end because, like, again, there's uh, all these movies can we can talk about two hours to three hours about yeah, every single one of these movies individually. Yeah, you know, but like. Uh, you can't do that without preparation and it's yeah. not necessarily necessary all the time because right. if we were to talk about this for a long time we need to put the work into talking about right. it for a long time right. and this again we're just talking about our experience of all these films as yeah, a whole our favorite films yeah this is like this is a list of our favorite character movies yeah like, just ranking them yeah this doesn't mean that we're saying like yeah it's better than that. It's like, I like Kill Bill better yeah. than Glorious And maybe this is a context, you know, for like where he's coming from with all these movies yeah. or maybe how right. you would set them or movies you never heard about. Right. It's like, oh, that's Quentin Tarantino, right. you know? Right. And it's just fun to rank shit, you yeah, know. It's it just is. it's in the it's in the it's in the air right now yeah. that everyone just wants to rank their favorite things. Plus, I just want to rank Tarantino's because you know this movie came out. So I mean, yeah, we we're jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, it's a bandwagon <laughs> podcast, fam. I enjoyed doing this. I love Tarantino. Me too. Love all his movies. So much fun to watch. Um, and I, if you guys haven't seen any of these movies, fucking go it, man. It's they're so good. So good. Man. You won't, they're won't all, be a bummer to watch any of them. If you don't like one of them, you're gonna have a reaction to it. Yeah, like, there's are. Like, there's no movies like Quentin Tarantino movies. No, there, there, are, there are. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Um, thank you. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> I really like sitting here for two hours. <laughs> um, uh, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, click and butter podcast. We are on uh, Instagram. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe. If you want to subscribe <laughs> to the podcast? Uh, you know, click subscribe on iTunes. You get like notifications when the podcast drops. And yeah. Tell your friends, tell your moms. Clear mom, my name is Alex. I'm Jesse. And this is the Click and Butter Podcast. We love you. See you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.